Tune in to the Neil Prendeville Show weekdays from 9 a.m. on Cork's Red FM. Very honest and open uh, story uh, making the front of the examiner this morning. It's a lovely article written by Owen English, and it's the Lord Mayor of Cork, Colm Kelleher, Fianna Fáil councillor, uh, revealing his brother's struggles with heroin and how he came back from it, fought back from it, and is now getting on with his life. Lord Mayor has spoken publicly for the first time about his brother's recovery from heroin addiction. It's a beautifully written article and very honest and open. And he says, if our family story can help one person struggling with addiction, if one family can be saved, if it means that one mother doesn't have to bury a son or a daughter because of addiction, then it will have been worth it. Isn't that fantastic? Read the whole story on the front of this morning's Susanna. It might even be online today. Um, you know that um, horrific fireball ball horror that led to three deaths on the motorway? Uh, they apparently were fleeing the Gardaí and driving the wrong way on the wrong side of the motorway and slammed into their truck. Uh, so they all died, the, the three involved in the, uh, in the, involved in the car, or sorry, in the car. Graham Taylor, Carl Freeman, uh, and Dean Maguire. Apparently, and I know it's an awful thing to be talking about, but they're going to have to use DNA to identify who's who by all accounts. But what of the lorry driver seriously injured in the smash? And it's a front page of making some of the red tops. In fact, this morning, the mirror lead with it. Other stories making the news today, of course. Is it on? Is it off? What's the date for the pubs and indoor restaurants and supping and what have you? Likely to be the 26th of July, not the 19th of July, as publicans are looking for. But they are conceding, it would seem. Publicans and restaurateurs are conceding regarding the vaccine pass as being the only way they'll get open indoors. Like this morning, the Mirror says, emergency legislation is expected to be rushed through the doll today to allow indoor dining as hospitality chiefs concede that the vaccine pass is their only option. Publicans and restaurateurs, they're still pushing say, OK, if we agree to the vaccine pass, we'll be get open on the 19th. Uh, but one date being floated about is the 26th. So the new law on dining, they say, can't be delayed. And that's a dining and, I suppose, all sorts of indoor stuff. Uh, for the vaccinated? I don't know. For the vaccinated and those who've had COVID? I don't know. In fact, the mail this morning gives six reopening scenarios that would be put considered by cabinet before a final decision is made. And that decision will be made on Tuesday. One will be to continue as we are, leave it alone till September or October. Another is to open for vaccinated. Another is to open for vaccinated or those who've had COVID. Another is to open for those who are fully vaccinated, recover from COVID of a negative PCR test. Another is to open for those who are fully vaccinated, recover from COVID, a negative PCR test, or an antigen test. And the sixth one is throw open all the doors for everybody. So six options. They'll be, they'll be battling that. They'll be bantering that about the, around the cabinet table. It's more than likely it's supposed to be vaccinated, COVID, um, uh, and possibly, possibly, I don't know, a negative PCR. I don't know. But the problem then is, they're saying in the papers today, I think it's Liam Edwards down in Jim Edwards' restaurant in Sale, is saying in the Echo today, but hang on a second, um, won't the vaccinated indoors be using the same toilets as the unvaccinated outdoors? So on and on it goes, with the independent to say, saying also that pubs are going to get legal protection to refuse unvaccinated customers because if you say it's a civil, civil liberties thing or against human rights or under the Irish constitution, you could sue a pub 
you could sue a restaurant. So they need emergency legislation now if all this goes ahead so that the publicans and the restaurateurs don't get um, sued. So it's problematic to implement, according to Michael O'Donovan, the owner of the Castle Inn and member of the Vintners. But one thing we do know is that numbers are going up. Um, what you got to watch is whether or not hospital numbers go up or whether or not ICU numbers go up. Michal Martin has described what's going on in the UK as a free-for-all. And you look, if you look at some of the photographs, I have them here this morning, uh, after the England-Denmark match, you wonder what in the name of God are they doing over there? I mean, there seems to be absolutely no guidelines and no distancing whatsoever. And there's photographs making the papers today of fans who weren't able to socially distance while watching the victory um, on you know big screens or in Wembley or around Wembley. I mean, I don't want to be the one, the killjoy, but they also have photographs of central London after the semi-final win. My God almighty. It's like VE Day. It really and truly is. So they are talking in the Indo today of a huge surge of A&E patients. It's the only headline this morning, you know, puts a damper on everything. The Independent today, the rise in COVID cases. They're saying it's hitting waiting lists for patients yet again. But we have two million fully jabbed. Uh, but Delta apparently is catching up. So it's, uh, it's, it's Delta and it's the, co- it's the vaccine and the one race against the other, if you like. Morning to everybody who uh, would like to maybe win one or two prizes today, including our fifth giveaway um, from Aldron Hotels. It's also a free food Friday today, so make sure that you're texting who you are and where you are to 0868104106. You could well be supping or dining at home with uh, some pizza uh, from Oak Fire Pizza or heading off to a hotel. And there is a hotel story making the echo today, and it's the well-known hotel owner, uh, Michael Magner, down in Vienna Woods. He says that he has no problem with reviews of food, um, you know, in in restaurants or, or what have you. But he does have a problem with when the reviews get nasty or personal. He says, I have no problem with the reviewer mentioning that the chicken was cold. Uh, but what I do take issue is when the reviews border on the personal and focus on the person instead of the service. Sometimes it's hard to divide one from the other, though, because the service can be connected to the server. But sometimes they can be very personal and almost like bullying and trolling. Uh, it's very difficult to split the two. I mean, h- how can you do a review if you've had r- a rude waiter um, and you're not allowed to mention that you had a rude waiter? I suppose... I mean, clearly you wouldn't use a name or a description, I suppose. And then there are other stories in the papers today that are COVID-related. I love this one in the Echo. Anya Duffy, Cork musician. She's held her first gig. She converted a donkey box and she plans to perform around the country in it. There's thinking outside the box. The donkey box. Um, And it also doubles up as a camper, apparently. Um, Not only can she stay in it, but there is a drop-down stage and she'll be holding pop-up gigs along the way. Lovely story in the Echo on that one today. And how do you eat your chocolate digestive? Clearly some Oxford professor had a quiet time during the week. So we have research now to tell us that there is a proper way to eat chocolate biscuits, by all accounts. And um, if you eat your chocolate biscuit, chocolate up, you're wrong. you got to turn it the other way, whether you dunk it or not, particularly if you dunk it, I suppose. Why? Because, um, he says, if you enjoy the biscuit with the chocolate-coated side facing upwards, you're making a big mistake because all of your taste buds are on the surface of the tongue... So get the maximum taste from the surface of your tongue by turning it upside down, chocolate side down. 
it's kind of common sense when you think about it, isn't it? But apparently, for those of you who are doing it the wrong way, that's the way to do it. Chocolate side on the tongue. And has anyone ever been confused or am I the only person that can never find the fada on a keyboard? I know there's some trick and a knack, like maybe alt control something and you get the fada. But I could never work it out. But apparently, to be fair to the Seans and the Breeds and the Seamuses and the Morades and the Michal, the fada is going to get its own place on the keyboard. And not before time. There are so many things on the keyboard that we never actually use, or at least I don't anyway. But I would have used the fada down through the years. So for idiots like me who can't find it, it's going to get its own key. So I think that's great news. Um, and talking about adapting things, isn't it great to have this kind of money that Simon Cowell has? He's got this, um, he's got this red Porsche 911, the only car that I really and truly ever, ever wanted. But his one is a classic. It's over 30 years old. But he's got so much money uh, that he had it converted to electric. He's <laughs> like, just, I, I keep this. It's a 30-year-old Porsche. I absolutely love it. And he just got it converted to electric. I wonder how much that costs. I think I read somewhere that it was something like £70,000 sterling. Was it something like that? Just to get it fully electric. He was showing it to his partner, Sunita. And if you look at the photographs of Sunita standing next to the car with Simon Cowell showing her under the, under the bonnet and walking around it, you can tell that she is completely and utterly disinterested. She just couldn't care less. The Neil Prenderville Show. Okay, text who you are and where you are to 0868104106. That's Free Food Friday, courtesy of ourselves and Oak Fire Pizza. We will have three winners again this morning. You will receive four pizzas each with sides. We'll send you the vouchers and you can pick them up then at an Oak Fire Pizza branch near you. And that will be places like Douglas, East Village, Clonakilty, Bandon, Princess Street and Gillabby Street. It's Friday uh, and many people of course love Fridays. Um, it's only two days away now from Euro 2020 finals when England take on Italy and there's a huge response to that from yesterday's programme. Many, many texts. Some people are critical of me saying that I'll be supporting England. I, I, I think everyone is allowed to change their mind. Like both sexes are allowed to change their mind, aren't they? I'm kind of having withdrawal symptoms from supporting England all on the basis that the fans booed the Danish national anthem. So I've kind of moved now to a position of not giving a damn who wins. All right? So I'm kind of moving towards I couldn't care less who wins as long as it's a good game. You can't boo national anthems. And shining uh, lasers in the eyes of the goalkeeper is just not sporting. But Luigi has La Bella Roma down in Yall and was asking some phrases and some tips with regards to chants and sing-alongs for the match on Sunday night. He joins me by phone. Luigi, good morning. Good morning to you. How uh, are you? I'm good. Um, also, can I just, before I start, I got a lot of texts because of this um, this Raheem Sterling dive, right? And many many people have been saying that the greatest nation of divers in the world are the Italians and that they would win an Olympic medal for diving. And I don't mean off a diving board in a swimming pool. What would you make of that? Oh yeah, we always had um, great uh, athletes uh, with um, with uh, diving, of course. Like um, you know, swimmers in the Olympics. You mean you know different styles, and that's what you what you mean when you say swimming. Yes, I mean what, what I'm saying is the Italians and to some extent the Spanish are the greatest in the world at diving. So if you can get away with the dive and get a penalty, what's the big deal? That's what they're saying. 
What's the big deal? How do you, how do you say what's the big deal in Italian? Qual è il problema? What's the problem or qual è il problema? Qual è il problema? Qual è il problema? That's it. Okay. Well, what we need to know now is um, what would you, what would you, what would you be saying um, and singing and chanting on Sunday night as, so, as we're sitting there watching Italy trounce England with a bottle of Chianti and a Napolitano pizza. One of the chorus, uh, like uh, you hear a lot of time, is uh, Forza Ragazzi, which means like uh, up the boys. You know, when you say up the rebels, for example, it's like Forza Ragazzi. Forza Ragazzi! Don't we say Forza Ragazzi? Forza Ragazzi! Yeah, that's the one. We have that song from, um, you know, One Nation Army, from... um, the white stripes uh, it goes like po 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 that's another big po 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 do it with me po 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 there is a nice one that they sing it's about the cup and it says olele olala facela vede ah stop we have to have to write that down say that say that again Oh, le 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 so Facela, imagine you're reading F-A-T-C-E-L-A Facela. That's too long I'm going to say What's Forza Ragazzi? Forza Ragazzi Forza Ragazzi There is one that I really love myself Which goes like La mamma degli inglesi Una puttana Now you're talking La 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 mamma degli inglesi Una puttana la mamma la rughesi la l'inglese una puttana la puttana they're telling me here in my ear I'm the worst wannabe Italian they've ever heard but like jump in jump in there if you can do it any better I can't I can't but usually you just need to stop now we'll just listen to Luigi there for a while will I shut up he can take over are you being serious (laughs) am I that bad no, 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 but Brenda, Brenda's in her element here with all the Italian men in the in the team, I think we were chatting about We like earlier. the Italians. <laughs> Italians. He has a, a great uh, job to do this week because if England wins, it's gonna, they're going to brag about it for at least two, three decades. And we can't afford that. We can't afford to listen to them that they won the, the European. And then how can they get out of Europe and win a European competition? <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing in the Euros in the first place, is it? Imagine what a joke if they win. Like, they get out of Europe, they don't want to be in Europe, but then they grab the European Cup. And do you have any song about It's Coming Rome or anything like that? Ah, It's Coming Rome. That's another one um, they were singing. You know, like that, It's Coming Home. But now we, we made it It's Sing Coming because this is, um, this is actually the one that I'm talking about, right? Have a listen to this.
guys adapt to that? It's coming Rome. It's coming Rome. <laughs> I think I'm going to stick to the... It's coming to Rome. <laughs> it's coming to Rome. They don't know yet. <laughs> have you got bold ones as well, I'm told? Do you have? Um, Naughty ones. Yeah, that's the one I sang earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I thought I picked up the word inglese there. Are you saying something saucy about English mammies? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a song. Uh, this is the main song that they sing in every stadium. You see, Italy and England, uh, we have an history. As in, when it comes to football, we have been one against the other uh, for many, many times. You know, it's a... Uh, it, it's, uh, I think at this stage it's kind of equal. Italy has as many chances uh, as England to win this cup. You know, nothing, nothing is certain at this stage. They, they could easily win it. We could win it, but you know, it's not. It's, it's a tough one. I'm gonna so stick. I'm gonna stick to, to the poo 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 poo. That's an easy one. Or Forza Ragazzi. If you wanna get out of the window and, and shout Forza Ragazzi, that's pretty easy. I'm self-conscious now. You see, I've been criticised as the worst, as the worst wannabe Italian they've ever heard. Do you know the way? I don't want to play anymore now. What about what about maybe? Do you do um, any Pavarotti? Like from wasn't didn't you use Nessun Dorma back in Italia ninety? Yeah, back in Italia ninety. Yeah, Nessun Dorma was another um, another uh, big song. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get all these written down. Um, and I'm going to give him another go then around about 10 minutes to midday hang on a second there Anne God help us leave you feeling alright love I'm only doing my best you see I mean uh, like I, you would never no, you never see, make the expector love no you see I, I in my defence I didn't get any time to practice this this morning you should sing <laughs> O Salomeo Forza Ragazzi <laughs> will you go to bed by and get a rest Forza Ragazzi Neil, yeah. Will you, can I can I enter for the, the free food Friday? Why, why would I want to give you a pizza? You just insulted me. Ah, come on, Italy, Italy, <laughs> the pizza, Italian no. pizza. Okay, yeah. I'll put I'll put I'll one. Tell you what, Neil, I want to bring my da- my son, daughter, and my little great granddaughter to be this next week. And I want to bring them for their food, and it'll be compliments of Neil. Well, I won't give you four, but I think I can probably yeah, find. I can probably find. One, I can find one or two for you. But you're going to have to sing for me, though. You have to sing an Italian oh song, like "O Solo Mio" or something. Oh, wait, don't let me think. My old voice is as good as what it was, Neil. Um, I just don't give away okay, pizza. One when the sun in the sky, <laughs> pizza pie that's amore. John, ba- Luigi, do you know that one? Yeah. Come on, Luigi! Give us a blast. <laughs> I'm the I'm the worst singer, guys. Trust me, you know. <laughs> you don't want me to sing. All right, I'll sort I'll, I'll sort you out with a couple of pizzas, Anne. Even God though you insulted you. me, all right. God bless you, and go get you singing lessons, love. <laughs> <laughs> all right, listen. Um, I might recap again with you just before midday and see where we go with it, Luigi. I'm going to do a bit more practice gonna, in the meantime. I'm going to write it down for you on a message so she can pass it to you. It's much easier if you read it out. But I'm okay with Forza Ragazzi. That's, that's, a, that's a very good one. If you, you know, 
If you want to cheer us up, uh, that, that's a good start. It's a very good one for a simpleton like me. Anyway, listen, um, you're, go- you're clearly going to be watching it on Sunday night. All I'm right. gonna try. I'm very busy at work, so I've tried to 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 finish early and maybe follow follow this thing. Otherwise, it has to be from my phone. <laughs> when when when, I, when will I see you for a vongole? I'm gonna get down for some spaghetti vongole, beautiful clams in the next week or two. I promise you that. I can't wait. <laughs> All right, man. Nice to talk to you. Cheers, my man. Take care. Take care. Have a good day. Ciao, ciao. This is the. This is the cultured, Italian, operatic, renaissance way of doing things. that brought us pizza and coffee and ice cream and art. And the Fiat 500. And then... And that's what they, that's what they use. And then, uh, just across the water, this is what they're using. Apparently, Neil Diamond himself has come out and he has sent a good luck message uh, to the English team and he is wishing them well and victory. And of course, they used the 1969 Sweet Caroline, became a hit in Wembley in the stands. Uh, I might I might post the lyrics for you as well, uh, in case you might want to sing along to Sweet Caroline. Anyway, <laughs> I need to have a rest now. That's a lot of singing for one day. That's a lot of Italian for one day. One week, one year, one life. This is the Neil Prenderville Show. Tweet the show at Neil Red FM. 104 to 106 Red FM. Okay, busy morning this morning. Chelsea standing by, so is Anthony. Just ahead of that, my darling wife, Maura White, retires today as coordinator from Youth Reach in Mahan House in Ring Mahan. Uh, this wonderful woman has been a tireless advocate for young people in Cork over the years. She's worked in many centres around the city, including Strawberry Hill, the Glen, and as I said, in Mahan House. She'd be well known to many families as a hardworking and caring person who loved helping young people. We're so proud of her and hope you can give her a mention on our final day today from Robert, Abby, her daughters, Abby and Jenny. And that's from Robert White. Um, You've done a good, good work. You've done good work, Maura, for many, many years and you retire today uh, for the rest. Um, And your friends and your colleagues will miss you and your family love you. So happy to do that because if I don't do it now, I'll run out of time a little later on. Not everybody, well, obviously you get the... You get those that don't always necessarily agree. But sometimes I wonder, is it just uh, a little bit over the top or are people actually listening properly? But anyway, Mary, thank you. She says, I loved listening for years and I thought I couldn't manage without you until today. This is yesterday's program. Your entire program was one nasty, 
bigoted tirade against the English nation, fueled by hurtful racist abuse. And you yourself are no different to those mindless yobs who attacked that unfortunate Frenchman last week, except that your abuse is verbal and not physical. What about all your fellow Irishmen and women who were trained in England free of charge as nurses, doctors, dentists, teachers and tradesmen when they couldn't benefit in the same way in their own homeland? What about all the Irish emigrants living there? Will they be proud of you and your accomplices who unfortunately appear to represent this nation? How would you like to be at the butt end of that kind of nastiness? Shame on you for indulging in such blatant rabble-rousing racism, uh, says Mary Kelly. Which is an extraordinary thing to say to a poor old fellow on the air who said he was supporting England in the final. But anyway, so sometimes I just wonder, are people actually listening at all? But thanks all the same. We did a lot yesterday and amongst that was some very interesting comments and thoughts about Love Island and, um, you know, how, how women are indeed young women are portrayed in shows like that when, when in reality we should be encouraging them in other ways instead. But anyway, uh, we spoke to um, Siobhan O'Connor from the, the Sunday Mirror um, and Lauren from the, Lauren from, the, from the Breakfast Show as well. But Chelsea, good morning. Morning, Neil. How are you getting on? Uh, you wanted to pick up on that. Are you are you um are you a Love Island fan? I am, but I haven't seen it last night, so no spoilers. <laughs> I, well, I'd be the last person to spoil it because I don't know anything about the storylines <laughs> in it. So you're okay there. But anyway, just pick up on the conversation. Yeah, like don't get me wrong. I thought everything Siobhan was talking about yesterday about promoting women in sport was great. And like, don't get me wrong, I'm all for it. You know, there needs to be. We were consistently underfunded. You know, underrepresented. But I just think it's a bit hypocritical the way she does it. She seems to be interested in promoting women as role models and advocates, just kind of in a way that suits her ideals on what women should be. You know, I think in this day and age, the way society has changed, the way we engage with technology, I think it's perfectly legitimate if you want to use a reality TV show as a mechanism to boost your career. If you want to go into social media, you know, I think in this country sometimes we're just a little bit behind and we have a very traditionalist mindset and I think that you know look at someone like Maura Higgins she came out of the island less than what two years ago she's making bang she has contracts left right and centre appearances I think people need to realise that society is changing and so are the way that women get into careers and at the end of the day what about all those that don't end up like Maura Higgins or get dropped or forgotten about or become depressed or suicidal you know, I think you could say that about quite a lot of things. I think. Well, I think primarily reality shows, though, right? Well, like, I mean, you know, I disagree with you there. I think, you know, there's a lot of um, pressure in society, no matter what you go into. I think, don't get me wrong, obviously, it's very difficult. But I think that's even more of a reason for us to champion and empower the women that actually are successful in that. Because it is, it takes quite a lot of strategy, you know, and quite a lot of intelligence to actually navigate around that to make a career out of it. So, you know, like, to me, I wouldn't agree with you there. So. It's actually, well, I did make the point yesterday that it could be seen as being a very strategic, clever career move. Yeah, and I agree with you there. But I think that just the way Siobhan went on, for me, it just seemed like women in sport. What she said, is it any wonder that women or young girls don't play sport? And they say that there's a big problem with young girls who do play sport, that they drop out at about 15 or 16 because they become interested in other things. And I think that's perfectly legitimate. But to be honest, Neil, I think the real real reason that women drop out of sport at that age is because women's sport in this country is underfunded and we don't get representation in the media. I mean, you take any local GA club in Ireland, look at the difference between the funding that the lads get compared to the women. I mean, I played GA growing up. Our local men's club had like a brand new uh, changing room, had access to facilities that we never had. 
you know, I think there's a lot of underwriting problems, but I don't think that women dropping out to do other things or TV shows that she thinks create a toxic environment are the problem. I think there's a lot of root causes there, but I don't uh, think that's the main problem. I think you're, you're absolutely spot on. I did some research into the tabloids the other mor- a few mornings with the amount of stories about men in sport or women in sport, and it was like something like 25 or 30 to 1 or 2. Uh, it's all about marketing. It's all about hype. It's all about... Uh, creating a buzz around it, isn't it? To get to encourage more people to be want to be part of that buzz. A hundred percent. And like, if you look at it, like the Euros that are going on at the moment, I mean, sponsorships and businesses looking at that, they're going to support the men's sports because like, it's all over. It's everywhere. You're talking about it. Women's sports does not get the same coverage, you know, and I think that that's the stuff we should be looking at. I don't think we should be looking at women who choose to on reality TV shows and like role models and young women as the problem. I think there's a lot of... But what about uh, criticism that young girls are preoccupied with their body image, with their looks, with makeup, with tanning, with Botox, with fillers? Uh, Too much, too much. I disagree with you there. I think, you know what, I think if you want to do, if you want to make adjustments to your body, if you like, if you want to do that stuff, that's your decision. I think sometimes as people, we get a little bit too involved in what we think other people should be doing or how people should look or how, she, how they should act. If you want to do that and you've made an informed choice to modify I know, but there's a story now, I'll be coming back to it later on of, of uh, I don't know whether boys do it, but certainly girls are injecting, dangerous, injecting tan now. Do you hear about okay, that? I've never- I've never heard about someone injecting hands in my life. I have to and, say, and also there's a big problem now with this is maybe girls, but certainly boys, girls as well. I would think steroids, taking steroids, ruining their bodies yeah. with steroids. I mean, you know, I wouldn't have the knowledge on it. I mean, it's obviously an issue, but I think you know. No, it's, uh, what I'm talking about is preoccupation with body image and looks, I'm tying well, all that in together. I think that's the way society is changing and I think that I don't think Love Island is to blame for that I think there are a lot of things that are to blame for that you know I think we need to look at the way we reflect on ourselves in society but like like I said you know I don't know the ins and outs of the problems you know the kids that are going up today and the way that they grow up they're growing up in a different generation and I think that we're doing nothing to engage that we're just standing here on the sidelines being like that's not what we did and we disagree with it but we're not never once no I never once said that I mean I understand it's entirely different to when when I was a kid 100% it's like it's like chalk and cheese is body image a big a big deal now for young people and they want to get it so right and have all of their parts perfect so that they don't get trolled they don't get nasty comments they don't get bullied it, they do it oh, yeah. to stave off the criticism and the abuse oh yeah no I totally agree with you like there it is no I'm asking it, a question is that why um, I think you know I think you're correct yeah that probably is I think bullying and stuff like that has a lot to do with it and abuse online has a lot to do with it but, you know, I do agree with you there, but I just don't think it all comes back to the way that it was framed yesterday, if you get what I mean. You know, I don't think that reality TV shows are the main point to blame with that. You know, I think I think just the way that society has changed, you know, social media, body image is a huge problem. Yeah, no, but that. it's just about whether or not the role model should be a female sports star for girls yeah. or the role model should be a contestant on Love Island for girls. Well, like, not the question. But yeah, and I get you, right? If you look at that, if you look at women in sports, I mean, you could say the same thing for them, you know, women in sports who dedicate their life and get a certain body, you know, like if you're boxing, if you underweigh, if you overweigh, if you're doing a certain sport, you know, you put that same pressure on your body just because it's athlete, athletes, we seem to like legitimate, that we say, oh, it's legitimate because it's sport. Like, it's the same no, thing. No, no, I'm just saying, should the, should, the, should the hero be Katie Taylor, Sonia Sullivan, um, or should the hero be Maura Higgins? 
the heroes should be all of them. We should celebrate all of them because at the end of the day, they're three women who worked their asses off in their field and, you know, they did what they did and they're successful because of it. I don't think that we should pit one against the other or we should verify or, like, you know, think one is more legitimate than the other. I think we should celebrate all of them. If you want Katie Taylor to be your hero and you're interested in sport and your role model, go for it. If you want Maura Higgins to be your role model, go for it. Okay. You know, I think all of them are legitimate. Okay, hold on there if you will because Anthony is accusing, accusing me of being the white on a white night routine. Stop with the white night routine. What does that mean, Anthony? Good morning, Neil. Good morning. It's only Italian this morning now. Only Italian. No, well, I thought we'd have to throw in a bit of... Ciao, Bella. Oh, that's probably, if I know my Italian, that's probably goodbye. (laughs) But anyway, why am I riding in on the white night routine? Oh, I don't know. You kind of really peed me off yesterday. (laughs) And I think this Love Island, it's an absolute toxic load of rubbish. I've never looked at it, but I've looked at it. So how do you know that it's a toxic load of rubbish if you've never looked at it? At at least I have looked at it and said, God, no, I couldn't watch that. I've looked at the ads and it's not just the women it's the men as well it's himbos and bimbos and I'm sorry I don't care if they're brain surgeons or whatever but ultimately they're narcissists and you know what a narcissistic person is I'll give you the clinical definition people who have an inflated sense of their own importance a deep need for excessive intention and admiration. But they're everywhere. Like, we all know them. They're not just on Love Island. They're everywhere. Yeah, but I mean, it's giving a false image to young men, young men and young women. I mean, they are narcissists. That's why are you so ultimately funny? what it's about. Why, what's wrong with a bit of escapism, you know? Is it escapism? Well, we all rubberneck in various aspects of our life. Love Island's a bit of rubbernecking, isn't it? Looking on, you might be looking on thinking, oh God, my life is so great when I look at them. You might be looking on saying, oh God, they're misfortunes. You might be looking on saying, I want to be them. I mean, whatever. But you see then, Neil, at the other end of the scale, we hear constantly then about young people and mental health issues and their mental health and they need pods and they need to go off and escape for a while because they're under so much pressure and this, that and the other. Well, that's what's doing it. That, but that kind of program, I mean, Big Brother was got rid of and I think... Jeremy Kyle back, was got rid I of, mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, these things are damaging and they can affect young people and young people's way of thinking. I mean, none of us are perfect, like, you know, so this idea of all these people all these men and all these women with um, they're all perfect looking and everything and I thought well for ITV I thought well you should have learned from Jeremy Kyle but no and they have psychologists now involved in this and they have um, they have them checked all of the time I'm told anyway they've taken new protocols with regards to the mental health of contestants you call it a glorified cattle mart yes yeah. Yes, yes, that's yeah. all I would. Yeah. 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 And Neil, could I say as well, if if you don't mind, I would like to give a good mention to a neighbour of mine, Lil Daly. And she's in her nineties. She celebrated her birthday last week and she's a big fan of your show. Morning, and Lil. She said to me, 
Yes, yes, thank you. And uh, for the lady with the bins as well, last Monday morning, the lady that was getting the fine for the bin being overfilled. Yeah. Last Monday morning, I was up. I don't sleep well. I'm an insomniac. And I was up at quarter to five. And two little scumbags came along and tipped over all the bins on the street, the recycling bins. Country Clean came along. They didn't have a duty, of course, to collect the the bins. But I just thought, oh, my God. You know, and then normally here in the area where I live, near the college, the corporation will come along or the county council, whatever you'd call them now. And they'll come along at about 10 o'clock on a Monday morning and they'll pick up whatever rubbish is left over. Did Country Clean clean but, it up, no? No, no, no. Sure, no. they didn't have to. I mean, that's... Did the did city, what, did the city council clean it up? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people had to come out and pick up all their own... You're clever, actually. You've given me that tip about getting the recycling bag and, you know, putting it into the recycling bin. But, I mean, a lot of things can happen. That woman will win her case. The appeal of the 150, is it? Yeah, I I don't think she should have to pay that. So, you know the College Road, Connacht Avenue Magazine Road, are, are there still problems up there with people across the summer? Oh, it's constant, yeah. And parking... Jesus Christ, you think you were in the middle of Patrick Street or, or Spaghetti Junction in, in England? And who are they like? Do they rent Do they rent for the summer or what's the deal there? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because I was, I mean, I was cycling there yesterday morning. I cycled to work yesterday, so I cycled through the college road. Um, I didn't see as many bins full of bottles. There were, there were a few closer to the city side, you know? Um, Completely, so completely full of bottles. So clearly there are some parties going on. How many? I don't know. But Neil, I would say to that lady, if she's listening, hopefully she is, appeal that case because okay, okay. there was a lot of people here on the street and they weren't responsible for the bins being well, over. I, well, I know that, but I'm just bags. saying that the bins that I saw, the recycling, the bottle bins that I saw, the lids don't touch the body of the bin. So I'm wondering whether those landlords have already got 150 euro fine because their bins, with the, with the students and the young people, are full of booze bottles overflowing. So let's see what happens there. Yeah, well, even last year, actually, just as you're on that now about the bottle bin, about the glass bin, last year, because of Freshers Week, the glass bins were due to be collected. And I'm not going to name the rubbish collection company but they cancelled it because they said it was Freshers Week because they knew it'd be trouble. So, you know, people can do their best. They can do everything. Like I said, I did all my best. One day I put out the recycling bin last year and a woman came along with her dog and she cleaned up after her dog and put it into a bag and put it into my recycling bin. Oh, second Egypt. I know, I know. 
I know. All right. You okay. Know, so okay. You can't win. Yeah, somebody says Anthony's jealous. People who look after themselves are narcissistic. There's nothing wrong with keeping yourself fit and looking good. But down your fags and your cuppa and have a good walk for yourself, says Mary. Uh, if people want to watch Love Island, leave them off. I don't hear you giving any airtime. Go on about uh, the grown-ass adults who believe in an imaginary man in the sky. <laughs> what that's about why is Love Island still on air three deaths actually this might be one actually just before I go three deaths related to the show while Jeremy Kyle has one death and he's off the air um, Chelsea do you want to just pick up on that why is it still on the air even with one death never mind three Honestly, I don't want to pick up on that because I think that what happened there was absolutely tragic and I wouldn't do myself to the service of even trying to defend anything to do with that. Okay, well, Gillian does say, sorry, but it's disgusting that people blame Love Island for Caroline Flack's death. She worked on Love Island, loved her job, had mental health issues that predated Love Island. It's well documented in the documentary about her life and the death of her mother and sister that she had made suicide attempts. I don't watch the show, but I think some people are just so snobby about reality TV, says Gillian. That's an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's not snobby. snobby. It's not No, it's people not who don't snobby. watch it are snobby. No, it's not. It's, it's not snobby. It's just being realistic. I'm in my 40s now. But if I was in my 20s, it probably would influence me, I'd have to admit. But I'm in my 40s now, and I couldn't give two shites and I will sit down and have a cup of coffee and a fag <laughs> for that other person that said that about me. Alright, I'll let you get on. Yes, Thank and you. I'll enjoy it too. Thank you both. Thank you Anthony. Thank you Chelsea. I worked with an elite football club under 17 girls and have two... T- I work with an elite football club under 17 girls and have two talented kids myself. I don't care if they, split, if they play sport once they are driven happy and competitive in whatever they decide to do. Uh, if I understand what Love Island is, there was a similar TV show in Russia which lasted for 16 years uninterrupted. From the day in 2004 it began and when it ended last year, more than 5,500 episodes, it was the biggest thing in Russia. Uh, and Neil, I need to correct you with regards to the tabloid reviews of sport that you did. The Southern Star has four pages of women's sport this week. Thank you for all those. Text 0868104106. Back after the break. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now. 1850-104-106. Red FM. Free Food Friday. Talking about pizza. Talking about Italians and the soccer at the weekend. Oak Farm Pizza have given us 12 vouchers, so we'll have three winners, four vouchers each with sides. Curtis of ourselves and Oak Farm Pizza. So text who you are and where you are to 868 104-106. Uh, we were talking about sport earlier on. Love this story, actually. Thank you, Deborah, for getting in touch. She also sent a photograph of Tyler, her son. She says, I'm wondering if anyone can help me, as I've contacted the Glen Rovers Club already, but as of yet, I haven't got a response. I'm a Cork woman living in Tipperary. My twin boys, Tyler and Alex, turned 10 this weekend, and they're absolutely obsessed with GAA. Alex supports Tipperary, like his dad. And Tyler supports Cork. I hope like his ma'am. Tyler's obsessed with Patrick Horgan. And I'm wondering, is there any way on earth you could by some chance get him, as in Patrick Horgan, to send Tyler a birthday card? It would make his absolute life as he lives and breathes for GAA. Everything he wears has to be red, just like the Cork colours. He plays with the local club and he has some skill. Well, both of them do. I attach a picture of Tyler and a picture he drew of his idol. Please, please help if you can, says Deborah. And there it is, Tyler with his GAA kit, his Cork kit, his O'Neill's kit and a fantastic picture. It really is a brilliant coloured drawing. 
um, of his hero in the shape, of course, of, as I say, Patrick Horgan. So um, I, I was always going to say that poor old Tyler is trapped in the wrong county, but I'm quite sure that he's happy enough up in Tipperary because he's not too far from Cork and he can support Cork from afar and the hurling and the Glen. But is there anyone listening from the Glen Rovers Club this morning that could please get in touch with me by text 0868104106. I'll even send out the birthday card for Patrick Horgan to sign it. Um, I know it's getting tight now and he won't get it till early next week. But let's see if we can make it happen today. A birthday card from Patrick Horgan of the Glen to be sent off to Tyler above in Tipperary. If we could make that happen, it would be fantastic. So text 0868104106 on that one. Um, for all other business, um, can you stop talking about England? Start talking about an important final on, over the weekend, the Cork under-20 hurlers against Dublin. That's what you should be spending your time on. You're absolutely right in that regard, Mark. We should be talking more about what's happening in our, our own vicinity. Do you know if England had wiped the floor with Denmark, the begrudgery would still be there just because it's England. If it's uh, if it had been any other team, you wouldn't hear the like of it. I'm sure Denmark would have accepted the decision if it had gone their way. I looked at the penalty and initially I thought it was soft, but I saw a clip of film this morning where I thought, yeah, maybe it was a penalty. Rigged, corrupt, God almighty. Yeah, man. Man didn't land on the moon, I suppose. And the world is flat and COVID's a scam. I'm sick to death of listening to the whingers. A goal's a goal, says Paul in Middleton. Um, and then lots more. Received a, a voice alert message telling me the fact that my PPS card had been used illegally and would be terminated. And I should press one for more information. An 089 number. The second time I received a call, it'd be great if you made this public as a warning to others. By pressing, you may be giving the scammers access to your phone says Bill. Yesterday, I got a call that I thought was a scam, a Dublin one, but an O one. But for the heck of it, I just answered it. <clears throat> and it was behaviours and attitudes wanting to do a phone survey with me. I didn't have time at the, I think, at the time to do it. So I said, listen, I'll pass. Thanks very much. But I, I should have actually asked, where did you get my number from? Are, are they random numbers or, you know, have they got a list of phone numbers? Did they buy it or something? I forgot to ask. I mean, too late now, but that's the way it goes. Uh, at a time, actually, when everybody getting scam phone calls, it must be very difficult for people to get through with legitimate phone calls, I suppose. And can I just say thank you again, a big thank you to Dave Tynan at Swan Beds, Vickers Road in Toker. We were talking about Swan Beds yesterday regarding the call we had on air. There's all sorts of companies now operating on Facebook and you need to stay away from them or be very careful. Joe is in touch regarding a headboard and a bed and all sorts of stuff like that. Um, and as a kind gesture, Swan Beds, Vickers Road, Toker have offered Joe a headboard uh, after he got scammed by an online company with junk um, a disgraceful state of a thing that was sent on him. The studying was a joke. Never mind the back of it. So thank you so much, uh, Core Company. Thank you, Dave Tynan at Swan Beds, Vickers Road and Toker. They're the people you need to be dealing with next time you need a headboard, a bed or a mattress. Back after 10. Hey, it's Dave. Join me weekdays from four for Dave Max Drive, where I'll help get you home or give you a little lift at home. Big hits, loads of fun features and traffic info. What more could you need? Join me weekdays from four. Dave Max Drive. Get it off your chest. 
Text the Neil Brinderville Show now. 086-8104-106. Red FM. And our final giveaway in association with Maldron Hotels. You're off to Dublin, to Newlands Cross, the Maldron Hotel in Dublin. Two nights bed and breakfast. You and whomever you choose to take with you. And you can plan and book your own dream escape with Maldron Hotels at www.maldronhotels.com. So again, three songs, all to do with getting away, the outdoors, holidays, sunshine and stuff like that. You need to uh, identify artists and titles in the right order. These three songs. And I'll open the phone lines around about uh, a quarter to midday. Have a listen. As long as skies are blue. Watching the waves roll off the rocks on a Friday night. Too bad. Not too bad for me, if I'm being honest. The first one's a bit of a, a dodgy one. As long as skies are blue. Watching the waves roll off the rocks on a Friday night. I'm a breeze. Oh. Shut up. Be giving it away. Anyway, those three songs in the correct order. Artists and titles just before midday. Lines open also for our free food Friday. And if you don't mind, I'll do some shout outs now. Then we'll talk to Geraldine, Michael and Mandy. So our first batch of free food Friday shout outs to everybody at O'Leary Insurance in Blackrock, particularly Michelle and all of the gang. She's been working through the pandemic with the old the whole team of Trojan workers. They're top class and starving. Everybody at Bridgewater Homes in Blackrock. Morning to you all. Also Tiny Tots Crash and Killer. Calco at the airport industrial estate McKechnie's cleaning services we're driving to Galway to service a few machines um, anyway good morning to everybody who's working at the mental health services department for older people at St Mary's Health Camp- Campus Dusk Hair Studios in Balancotic all around Beauty and Mayfield morning to this everybody working at the PET scan unit at the CUH Airmed in Mallow Trevor Toolhire on the Victoria Road Amari on the Tremor Road Safety Tecker listening morning Nile. hi to Owen he's the postman in Black Rock loves some free food Friday for his mam's birthday. AP Vaughan Recycling and Tower are listening. RPC Haulage in Granada. Everybody at O'Donovan's Life Pharmacy in Balafihan. Uh, slide glide slide glide slide glide well it's a tough one in contemporary kitchens Southside industrial estate uh, Laura working for Cladera in Kilcully she's working at home Styles in Gronobra her Baker Finn recruitment in Middleton uh, Eric at Pro Valet 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 Maham Point and everybody working hard including Carol at the Dean Hotel so we'll do some more shout outs a little later on text who you are and where you are to 0868 104 106 you don't need to go to London to see disgraceful scenes Mandy Hurley was in Dublin um, I think it was last weekend morning Mandy morning it says here you found it it says here I'm, I'm good thank you and your good self I'm fine thanks it says here you found it disgusting what do you mean well, the streets were absolutely disgusting. They stunk of, I don't know if I can say this on air, but You're they stunk right. of pee, yes. They're absolutely stinking. We, me and my um, my son's girlfriend, who's 15 weeks pre- uh, pregnant, Niamh, um, we actually held our noses going down Abbey Street because it was absolutely gross, the smell of it. The and streets of Dublin smell of pee. Yes. And you have to hold your <laughs> nose walking down Abbey Street. Yeah, we did, yes. So, this, so there must be a lot of outdoor socialising going on at night and that weekend. You were up there last weekend and you walked so through it. Th- yeah, so the Saturday night, they had nowhere to go to the loo. Well, I don't know who was doing it, but um, Abbey Street was absolutely putrid. We held our noses and we were walking down to the Lewis and it was disgusting smell. I wonder if they come out the next morning with um, machines and disinfect the streets. 
Well, if they did, they didn't do a very good job because it, this was in the afternoon. This was around um, two o'clock in the afternoon because I was going. We were coming back to Cork because I didn't like. I think Dublin's horrible. It Dude. just, yeah, I think the streets are dirty. I don't like it at all. Okay, did I you? I couldn't wait to get back to Cork. Did you get the Lewis? We got to Lewis. I mean, initially when I came off the train, we got the Lewis from Houston to Abbey Street, and it was grand. It was um, there was about five um, security um, Lewis guards checking people, and they were standing around and they were checking people on the Lewis. But when we were coming back from Abbey Street, the street was packed. Um, there was a few people that weren't wearing masks. Uh, everybody just piled onto the Lewis. We were absolutely, we were squashed in the against the window, and there was one poor fella. He said he'd just come out of hostel, but he looked a little bit under the weather from what I presume was drugs. So I don't know if it was, but he got on without a mask. Um, it was just packed. Everyone was holding on above everyone else. Like, was it sardine packed? Oh, yes, definitely. You we see, were against the window. You see, there's, um, there's 50% capacity on buses and trains at the moment. It moved up from 25%. I don't know what the story is on the Lewis. I mean, but it, is, well, you know, is it not the well, same? Should it not be with, um, Well, I mean, you buy a ticket to go on to the Lewis, but who's checking? I mean, when we first from Houston, they checked whether you had a ticket getting on. But on um, Abbey Street, there was no security there. There was no guards. There was no... So no physical um, distancing on the Lewis. Did you say that's no wonder they... Oh, my they, God, no. No wonder they high rates? Well, um, it was just people holding on over the top of other people, um, back to back. I mean, no wonder Dublin has a high rate of COVID yeah. if that's going to be the case yeah. all the time. Yeah. It was just ridiculous. And what took you up there? Was it uh, was it just a break? I actually, because my, um, my uh, well, my son's girlfriend, Niamh, is um, a care worker for an elderly person. So she works up there full time. Um, so I went up to see her and we also popped to Ikea, which is a different story. Um, but that's the only reason I went up, but I wouldn't be any hurry to go up there again. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Smell of pee and jammed like sardines on the Lewis and litter yeah, everywhere, it was, is it? Well, there wasn't so much litter everywhere, but the okay. smell was disgusting. The smell, but, okay. Uh, and also on the Lewis, I mean, some of the people weren't even wearing masks on there. So, I mean, luckily me and my... Um, Neath, we're fully vaccinated, but if what? we weren't... Was it too... Why did you get on, though? Why did you get on, or was it too late at that stage? It was too late at that stage because we, we were on because I had a trolley, obviously, because we'd been to Ikea, so I bought a few things. So we got on and then just people just seemed to pile on. Yeah, okay. And we okay. were squashed against the windows. We couldn't... When we were getting off at Houston, we were going like, how do we get off? Because there was just too many people. That's in. the problem. There's a push then yeah. and you're pushing and banging and shoving. Yeah. And was, was Ikea busy? Ikea, the queues were absolutely... There was a lot of queues, but my um, knee of being pregnant obviously needed the toilet. So we went to the security and they did let us go in. 
for security at, at first, but IKEA was very. So you very got in faster because Nia needed to use the loo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what, Judas? <laughs> All right. Okay. okay. Uh, but we would have been waiting about two hours otherwise in the queue. But even inside in people IKEA, wait two hours in a queue to get into done, IKEA. It was absolutely, it was so busy. What it do you need so badly that you queue for two hours? Is it all like, always like that? I don't know. I've never been before, and I didn't find it that good because um, it was that, it was very busy inside as well with people with trolleys. You were moving out the way and. Some things you couldn't look at because there was... And the poor old publicans and, and the poor old restaurants can serve food indoors and, and they'll probably listen to it. Yeah. I think it's ridiculous. I can't see a problem with eating food indoors because it's probably safer indoors than it is to eat outside. So you were glad to get back to Cork? Oh, yes. As soon as I came through to Charlieville, I seemed like the air changed. <laughs> <laughs> well said. All right, Mandy. Thanks for that. Appreciate it. You're welcome. All the best. Have a great weekend. Lines open at one eight fifty one zero four one zero six. We got calls on the way after the break. Text the Neil Prenderville Show now. Oh eight six eight one zero four one zero six. Red FM. Deborah up in Tipperary, whose son Tyler supports Cork and is absolutely obsessed with Patrick Horgan. We're making some great headway on this story with regards to trying to get. Patrick Patrick Horgan to sign a birthday card for Tyler. So I'll come back to that before quitting time, but it looks like we'll get that one across the line as well. One thing that hasn't been got across the line, and it's causing all sorts of headaches. I keep coming back to this, particularly with people who want to go overseas from July 19th or whenever, and they need a passport renewal or they've got passport issues. So you can't go in. It's all online. I'm told that um, they have disabled the online chat facility as well with regards to asking questions or queries. They're not answering the phones. And also, you've got to uh, apply online. People are waiting a long, long time for the passports. And by all accounts, they can't guarantee that they'll arrive uh, on the date that they say that they should arrive. Comes with an asterisk, apparently. I hope I'm explaining that correctly. Geraldine, you, um, you, when did you apply for the passport? Hi, Neil. Good morning. Morning. So, yes, I applied, I applied on uh, March the 2nd for a passport, standard renewal passport, March the 2nd. Um, and again, I didn't have any immediate plans to travel, but obviously, you know, your passport and date and having your passport is, is obviously very important. Yeah. So it went through the standard process of, you know, 10 days and then suddenly by March 15th got the notification when you go in on the tracking um, to state, oh, problem with your photograph. Um, now, obviously, a problem with your photograph didn't make a huge amount of sense because you can't initially process or you can't initially apply without the photograph being acceptable in the yeah, first place. It has to pass through the process, yes, <laughs> yeah, or it gets rejected. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, exactly. So then again, you know, you think, right, okay, I'll, I'll resubmit, I'll get another photograph. So this went on. This went on for quite some time, and then obviously we went into you know the lockdown situation where you know the directive was like nothing was then being processed. So it was all just anybody that applied. It just went into a kind of a black hole, I suppose. And, and obviously, again, I wasn't going anywhere. But just the principle of process had stopped. Okay? Did everything stop for um, a period where they weren't issuing? Yes. Is it? Yeah. Yes. Correct. So they weren't issuing at all when we went into lockdown. They gotcha. just stopped okay. um, issuing. Yeah, they couldn't right? go to work. And they physically we, couldn't do the yeah. work. Yeah. 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 Which, again, I don't particularly agree with, but that's that's what happened. So then after that, we came out of lockdown and the same continuing saga continued where problem with the photograph, problem with this and that and the other. 
um, chat was disabled, which meant you had no means of actually, you know, literally trying to understand the status. Um, and, and that was extremely frustrating. And I'm sure there are lots of other people in the same category. Um, so I just think like, number one, you, you know, you can't disable a chat where, you know, people have no means of understanding. Is it even real chat or is it a chat bot that gives you an option? You know, you could think you're going into no. chat and they give you 10 different questions that they think might suit you. No, this was an actual chat that they had on their site. Okay? Why disable it like? Correct. So, I mean, at the very least, if you can't get somebody on the phone, I appreciate the backlog, I appreciate all of that, but please do not disable chat where people are very frustrated and, you know, our voices need to be heard. So people need to understand the state. When did you actually get it? So what then, date? Well, listen, it gets better, right? Okay, so it continued like that. It continued like that. So I wasn't getting anywhere. So I got onto my I got onto my local um, representative. Got onto a few of them actually, and eventually the only guy and the one man that is is doing everything in West Cork, from what I can see, to help the local person was Michael Collins, right? So mm. I got onto him and his team. And in fairness, he escalated. Um, he escalated right up into government. Um, and you know, eventually, long story short, Neil, right? Long story short, there was nothing wrong with the photograph. The same photograph was was eventually they sent me another link when it was escalated that far. Um, they sent me another link, resubmit, the same photograph went in and suddenly, miraculously, all that has worked. And all suddenly okay. your passport is now being... I wonder, do you think that they use that so just, do they use that excuse to slow down the process, I wonder? Correct. Okay. Correct. Okay, so... so, so okay, so... I, I'm under a small bit of pressure here now at the moment. Is this a is this a beware to people that if you're getting a renewed? Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. My point, the point I'm trying to make to people, right, and this is the message for me this morning is. Don't be afraid to speak up. You know, we do need Irish people. We need to start becoming a lot more vocal about these things. So the point is that, you know, if you're not getting anywhere by means of the chat being disabled, you need to start getting out there, getting up to the government bill. You know, if we're not happy, we need to start getting out there. You got onto a local TD. Everybody can't be ringing local TDs, though. They'd be... But the other point, Neil, is that I also got on to the European Court of Human Rights, okay? So we're now in Europe, we have a voice, and if we're not getting anywhere from our local government, and that means government in government buildings, we escalate with Europe, right? So I did that equally, and we also have rights there. So my my message this morning is Irish people need to get a lot more fire in the belly and need to start speaking up for what we... But why, no disrespect to those working in the passport office, because I have a great relationship with them and we have got them to help us in, in situations and emergencies in the past and I don't want to personalise it but why aren't they going to work and why can't they go back to work and you know safely conduct their business I mean, Neil, that's not for me to comment. I don't know the right. I don't know the intricacies of their work. I, I, I can't comment on that. I'm just going. I'm just commenting on the fact that you know, Irish, you can't silence people in the sense of disabling a chat. There has to be the, the, the lines of communication have to be open. Is my point. Okay, thank and you. And if we're not getting anywhere, you know, we do need to start escalating. Be it, you know, by the means that we see that are available to us. Okay. But at the end of the day. We do have a voice in Europe and we can equally escalate there. I'm happy to come back to this a little later if we have other calls on it. But thank you, Geraldine, for your contribution. There are others, of course, who will want to go away and have made a call on going away and then shock horror looking at the passport and saying, oh, my God, it's out of date. Is there any reason? Because you haven't had to use it in a year and a half, maybe even two years. Anyway, I will come back to that. Text 0868104106. I want to talk to Michael O'Donovan. He is the proprietor of the Castle Inn on the South Main Street and chairperson of the Vintners on Leeside, who's inundated with 
calls from publicans all morning. I wonder why. Michael, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? And, and I'm coming to you now because I know you don't have much time. So, so thank you for that. Why are you inundated with calls? Is it um, that they want to know, uh, is it only vaccinated can come indoors? Do they want to know, is it the 19th or is it the 26th? What's going on? Yeah, it's all of the above, Neil, really. Um, I suppose, look, a lot of concerns about how this is going to be implemented. Um, and look, uh, we are waiting to see the legislation that will be brought through uh, uh, this weekend and brought before Cabinet on Tuesday before we can even give our own members a, a definitive answer on any of this yet. Um, like we were presented yesterday, really, there were six scenarios on the table from Tuesday. Um, and yesterday, it was really narrowed to two scenarios. I, I read out the six. What two are we left with already? What two are we left with now? Uh, the two that we were left with really were stay closed until late September, October are open with the vaccine passport. Basically, they were the two options. So all the other ones are gone. Having had COVID is gone, PCR, antigen, all that. Yeah, it's basically down to the, the two, um, those two scenarios uh, that, the, that were okay. presented yesterday. So have you, have you accepted that then as a fait accompli then? Well, look, Neil, we, we were presenting that we wanted to follow what the hotels really had done since June the 2nd, uh, opening with the Fault to Ireland guidelines, which we feel, uh, you know, they, they create social distancing in the bar. There's protocols there for contact tracing. Um, you and don't need to be vaccinated. Uh, people don't need to be vaccinated because, look, we, we, we think this is very problematic, you know. Why? On, Just put on someone the on the door. Yeah, you have to have somebody on the door and like if a group of four come to the door, three have their vaccine cert, one doesn't, you know, you're put in a, an imposition, then what do you do? You know, you know, you're not supposed to leave that person in and, you know, these people... You think are, that might lead to handbags or argy-bargy or something? Well, look, it's, it, there's a potential for it. We, we don't want to be putting our members or our staff uh, in that position. You but know, you already stop people and, and on the door if, since, if they've had too much liquor on board. So why, is, why would that be different? Yeah, look, it's, it's a different scenario and you look people could be going out at four o'clock in the afternoon going for, into their first venue and this could become a, an issue you know um, and you know it, it as you said it could lead to handbags it could lead to argy bargy it, it's not what we want it's 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 not where we want to be um, and like uh, it's 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 just going to create problems so look we're just hoping that the legislation is robust enough to give us protection uh, in this well um, they are going to pass emergency laws so you won't be sued for this right yes look that's what they've said but we have to wait and see it Neil uh, uh, before we can um, implement it and tell our members that it is robust enough for it to be uh, for them to be protected in that scenario so you know there's an awful lot of work to be done an awful lot of questions uh, to be done but look I suppose uh, the one thing is the, we, we do know that the Oireachtas is rising for their summer recess next Thursday evening so if there's a will they'll get this done by then in which case we can open on the 19th because uh, like lots of our members especially those in staycation areas you know they've only about four or five weeks left of trading of, of viable good trading left so, so it's crucial for them to get open um, well, Why am I know, hearing the 26th of July then which would be a week later yeah, that's if they if they don't get the protocols and everything done next week, then obviously it'll have to be pushed out a bit. But um, but like, look, if they're if they're really willing to work and work with us on it, uh, we're still hopeful that we can get there on the on the nineteenth. But look, a lot will hinge on what the cabinet can do on Tuesday and where to get the legislation between now and Tuesday. And the vendors that are calling you are say, are they saying something along the lines of I will not ask somebody a personal question like whether they're vaccinated or not. No, they haven't been saying that. Look, they, they've, they've been saying, you know, 
obviously they didn't want this, but you know, if um, if it comes to to be and if that's what it takes to get open, you know, we'll, we'll probably have to do it. But look, what we're trying to do at the same time is maybe get some leeway if it's only vaccinated people that are going to be in our premises. You know, can we use our bar counter because if everybody's vaccinated, can we close the the distance between the tables to one meter? But sure, if everybody's vaccinated, you don't need to have any... Yeah, that, that's that's what we're asking for, Neil. But um, and that's what we're trying to work with. That there's some bit of a compromise in this uh, to make the businesses uh, more viable. Because the, you know, if we're excluding, uh, say, twenty-something-year-olds for the next couple of weeks, uh, a proportion of them. It's unfair uh, on them, isn't it? It's, it's unfair it's that we've split society and, like know, this. Uh, we don't want to be doing this. Uh, is the is the bottom line? But look, it's 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 either that or stay closed till September, October. So no, you know we're we're between a rock and a hard place. Okay. On it. Okay. Just before you go, um, the Independent has a bit of a puts a bit of a spoke in the wheel this morning. Huge surge of A and E patients as hospitals brace for Delta. The rise in COVID cases is hitting on our hospitals. Does that concern you? Yesterday we had five hundred thirty four new cases. It seems to be going up. Yeah, I suppose the, the cases have, are, are a real concern that they're going up, but I think the only uh, good thing that we can see is that the hospital numbers have stayed stable and especially ICU numbers have stayed stable. So hopefully that will continue because um, we were told, uh, I suppose, weeks ago that that was, the, that was the most important number they were looking at. So hopefully the hospital numbers, please God, can stay, can stay where they are. Okay, all right. So, little, I mean, I'm not hearing any kind of pep in your step, whether it's the 19th or the th- 26th, at least you now know that sometime in July, in some way, shape or form, you will be open indoors. Yeah, look, I suppose <laughs> tired, Neil, I think is the overriding thing at the moment. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's uh, look, we always wanted to get open but we, we didn't actually I think see this coming until last week, you know, about this vaccine cert would be part of it. Um, and it's just now getting the protocols in place uh, to see how we can work with it. All right, my man. Listen, thanks for taking the call. Have a good weekend. We'll talk next week. Thank you so much, Michael. Cheers, Cheers for now. Take care. Michael O'Donovan. Uh, there is a very interesting um, piece of prose during the rounds, actually, with regards to the pub drinking laws in Ireland. Perhaps you've seen it, perhaps you haven't. If you hadn't, haven't, it's a bit of fun, actually. You couldn't make this up. You can go inside the pub to get outside, then sit inside a covered area as long as it's outside. You can go inside to the toilet, but you can't go to the toilet outside. You can go inside to pay, but you must stay outside to drink. If it rains, you can sit inside the covered area, but only if it's outside. If you decide to go home, you can go inside the pub to get outside, to walk home, to be inside again. You can walk past the bar to go to the toilet inside, but you must not carry a pint back outside. This is only safe if it's done by bar staff. Only bar staff can take a drink outside to you while you are inside the outside covered area. You can sit on the floor outside of the park or the beach and get a coffee or food from a stand outside. However, you must sit and be served at a table if you are inside a pub area, even if it's outside. You can sit with six people unless you have a big family. Then you can sit with as many as you like. A meal no longer protects you while drinking and the virus no longer comes out after 10 p.m., but only if you're outside. We hope this makes things clearer. We look forward to seeing you soon. These are our pub drinking laws. Back after the break. Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 1851-04106. Red.
FM. In fairness to uh, Emer and uh, Mark and to Brenda, we're having great success this week with certain people's issues. Another great one this morning. I just love this story. Deborah got in touch from Tipperary. She's a Cork woman living in Tip. Twin boys, Tyler and Alex. And uh, the twin boys turned 10 at the weekend and they're obsessed with Ga. Alex supports Tip like his dad, but Tyler supports Cork and he's obsessed with Patrick Horgan. Uh, and I meant to do this yesterday and my apologies for not getting to it uh, because it's their birthday at the weekend and she was wondering, could we get any chance of getting a birthday card from Patrick Horgan for Tyler for his birthday. Um, and read it out and I got the photographs of Tyler in his cork kit with a fantastic colour drawing of his hero, Patrick Horgan, in his, his Glen Rovers gear uh, and indeed with his Hurley and everything and his cork, his cork gear actually, I should say. Very small picture, it's hard to work it out. But anyway, uh, Patrick Horgan um, is now on his way and has even gone and bought the birthday card and is bringing it out here and is signing it and we're going to get it sent. Am I, am I missing out on something there or what's the story are you across this one Brenda you are um Yes, um, Patrick's uh, on the way there now and we're absolutely mortified because he's buying the card and all. <laughs> Actually, he said, I'll do it. I'll even buy the card, do nothing. I'll come up, fill it yeah. inside at the last. No problem. And I'm just sitting on a picture there now of Tyler and everything. But um, yeah, I was like, oh, we're mortified. One of us is going to go out there now. He said, no, no, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. So fair play to Mark and Roosters because he rang. Mark and Roosters? Really? Yeah, he rang first and he was like, oh, I'll give him a buzz there now. And Patrick lives in Glanmire and Patrick happened to be in Ballincollig. <laughs> So he was like, he's on the way up, he's on the way up. So he's literally on the way up. And Emer actually said, well, I rang Patrick just to fill him in and, you know, more details. And Emer said, he, will you ask him to get me a chicken roll as well? <laughs> really? <laughs> Do you want anything? Oh, nothing is sacred here. <laughs> you know, you talk about roosters. Did you ever in your life eat the chips and roosters? Unbelievable. Is not the word. They are just from their heavenly like gorgeous. Oh and Mark is giving. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not begging for roosters. You're giving chips a hint no, there. No, no, you're worse than those saying, ones on Instagram. I'm not, Come off it, it now, hon. Everyone was asking. Everyone was asking. Everyone was asking. <laughs> great news. They are, they're the best. They're the, no, did, you they're great. The, did you ever have this chicken Caesar oh, out of on. roosters with added halloumi? It's me you're talking to. You oh choking. my God, I would smother my mother for it no, if you used to say years ago. It's extreme now for me that. So Mark is actually giving them a hundred euro um, voucher as well, the family for roosters if they're down and in the And is Patrick soon. Horgan oh, buying, no, is yeah, Patrick Horgan buying Emer a chicken roll? No, I never. He's probably listening there now and buying it. Because she, her, she, 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 she prefers <laughs> breakfast rolls. Did you not know? Yeah, breakfast roll. What do you want in it in case Patrick's listening? Come She's here, mortified. I'm absolutely mortified. There's nothing sacred with the two. Nothing. I can say nothing in the background. I'd of a jam bun. Do you know what? We, uh, it might be a breakfast roll because Brendan messaged There was a guy, I don't know if you ever. The, uh, reason that, the reason that Emer had a breakfast roll during the week is that she came into work at seven o'clock one day this week and she didn't get out of here until half past eight that night. That's right. Yeah. You are entitled to eat a breakfast roll. Yeah, well, yeah. It's considering Imro's the length week, of the so day. We were putting in some Imro's. I'm just, I'm unbelievable. <laughs> but no, Brenda and myself were actually skipping there I, recently. I think I segued nicely out of yeah, that. You did, problem. lovely. But uh, we, uh, we will, a friend and myself were chatting recently. Remember the text that came in? I don't know if you highlighted it. And the guy says, uh, well, it was Dara, I think was his name. And he said, there's no way that women could lay blocks. Oh, yes. Because we had said to you, you know, the block layers in a thousand euros a, a day and we're off down to Clannacilty. Yeah. So we were sitting here <laughs> trying to think of company names, names. Company names. What did we come up Chip with? Chip off the old block. That was it, yeah. Or up the walls. Up the walls. <laughs> yeah, it's so one thing laying blocks, but laying them in a straight line. Women couldn't well, do, Do you know said. what a plumb bob is? No, we were actually, do you know what? Do you know what a plumb bob is? <laughs> come on, no, what do you think? 
Because you'd something. need one of those to lay the blocks, you see. You hang is, it down the side. That's of the, the thread, yeah, is that's it? The thread. She yeah. said we'd need a thread. Yeah, and we need, we need the, the thing with the water. She the said. With the water. You know what a spirit level is? Yeah, spirt, yeah. The, thing yeah. Those, yeah. the thing yeah. with the water. The thing with the water. The meat ice, the thread. The thing with the water. Yeah, but you have to go and buy the bubble separate. Did you know that? Would you know where to get the bubble for the spring? For the, um, Cork Builders Providers, obviously. Would they sell you the bubble then for the uh, spirit level? They'd sell it to us anyway. We'd make sure of it. Oh, Would you know guaranteed. how to put? The, but uh, hang a second. <laughs> Would you know how to put the bubble into the spirit level? Of course. Unbeknownst to you, the last day when we were supposed to be producing our show, we were watching blocklane.com mm-hmm. videos on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> we we're trying to see if we could actually do it ourselves. All fair. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, lay blocks at the weekend then. Come in here Monday to Friday. Yes. Do you need a wall built or anything over in your gaff or not anything? Not by you. No. <laughs> no, not by you. So just to round the circle on that one, we. We'll be yeah. eating uh, breakfast rolls from now on. We'll be proper builders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lines open at one eight fifty one zero four one zero six. Back to the phone lines we go, and we'll do some more shout outs for a free food Friday. It's pizza all the way today. Meanwhile, Stephen's standing by. So is David. First up, Paddy. Good morning. Hello, Neil. How are you doing? Uh, good. We're talking about Ga there, and fair play to uh, the lads. That's well sorted. Now you wanted to pick up on television coverage of Ga, is it? Yeah, you know, but on all morning about the, the soccer meal and then some guy phoned in about Douglas playing cock in the under 20. He said that's what we should be talking about, not be going on about the likes of England playing Italy, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but Neil, my point is like the, the GA and cock GA, like all the GA clubs in the country, I suppose, they're after selling us out to Sky Sports, like. Like, Cork played four matches in the championship last year. And unless you had the Sky package, you could not watch Cork playing. And it's the same this year. They played Limerick last year, or last week. And you couldn't watch the match on the RT. So what do people do if they just have free-to-air or a basic Sky package? What, what, they just can't watch the matches? No, but like, yeah, if you haven't got Sky, I think, I think, no, Neil, it might be included in the Sky package that if you have a, a not free tier, there's another, there's another channel there that you get with Sky, but you have to have the Sky package, Neil, to get it. And like, you know, like, it's is it inter-county like, is the problem, is it? It isn't the county, yeah. Cork, as I say, had four matches last year, and we couldn't watch one of them. On so what? Can, what could you watch on RTE? Is it? A, could you watch a Munster final? Well, I don't know whether they're going to have the Munster final this year, but they certainly hadn't Cork and Limerick last last week, and they certainly hadn't Cork four matches last year in the championship. Why aren't TG Cahar doing it? They carry an awful lot of GA, don't they? Uh, they do, but like uh, you might be lucky and get the cock game on it. But like, isn't it isn't it ironic like that? You know, when this pa- pandemic started, when when people were very worried about it, need the GA came out and they got permission to for intercounty games to go ahead. And like there was a guy on, he said, "All oh, be great for people's mental health yeah. that they can watch the matches." Yeah. But no, you can. Um, no, you can. Hey? And do you pay your license fee? I paid mine last last week. I think it's hundred and seventy euro, whatever. Begrudgingly pay it. But do you do you pay it? I don't. No, nah? couldn't be. What you just no, don't? I don't. I wouldn't. What are you paying it for? And has no one it ever called to your door? Me. No. Uh, they had, but I'd be out a lot, Neil, and I just missed them. But, uh, they but put a card in or anything like, saying that they'll be back or giving you 10 days to pay it? Uh, they didn't need, but sure, my memory wouldn't be great either. But. 
But I know Neil, that's, it's only, it's like, I'm very interested in Jay, and like the thing about it is, I think the Cork County Board, like, they did sell out the Cork supporter. You know? So who that's, did, that's did, my, did my, you know the Sky coverage now of the matches you're talking about? Did the GA get paid by Sky? I would imagine so. I would imagine so too. Done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they you went. Know, we, so I wonder was week. I wonder did RTE put in a tender price and Sky put in a higher one? Then would that be what happened? Well, probably it's probably the way it goes. That I suppose money talks all the time. Money talks, like, yeah, yeah. So is the GAA the, sold out the supporters? So not RTE. Well, that's what I'm saying. The GAA sold out the reporters, made big yeah. time, big yeah. time. Yeah, I yeah. said like. There's a young flan there a while ago. You went on about young fella from Tipperary, Tyler or somebody. Tyler is right. Tyler and Alex, twin boys, having their yeah. birthday. Yeah, yeah. Should I, like, you know, I, I, what is his age, but if he was born in the last two years, he couldn't have seen Patrick Horrigan, like, unless he was from the Glen or somewhere. Well, like, uh, he'll be 10 this weekend. Race. Yeah. And, and, and just... Like, Neil, yeah. See, RTE will never be able. They, RTE would say that they'll never be able to afford to buy anything if people don't pay their television license. They'd say. Ah, uh, but I know. But Neil, if you're getting, if you're getting, uh, if you were getting the sports, we might be able to. We would pay it then, maybe. Okay. You know, if you're getting the GA, okay. like you, you can watch, you can watch England playing every game this year in the uh, in the Euros. Yeah. And we can't watch Cork playing in the in the Monster Senior Hall. Unless you have Sky. Okay. Good points. Let's see what other people make of that. Thanks, Paddy. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. And just another. Yeah, yeah, go on. There, I yeah. said if you if you could go down to the pub and watch it, but no, you can't because it's outdoor dining and a lot of people don't have outside televisions. You know what I mean? Like, no, I know, uh, I, know. I know, I know, I know. All right, my man. Let's see if others have an opinion on that. Text oh eight six eight one zero four one zero six, and we'll pick it up. Uh, Stephen, hi, how are you? You just wanted to pick up on. Uh, sorry, my throat's a bit hoarse. All right, I've been doing a lot of singing lately. <laughs> I'm an artist, but um, the point I want to make. And, like, I'm on the rural transport bus to Bantry, which is TFI, right? Right. Now, when I lived in Dublin, I'm from Kildare Town, and it was a big town, and you'd be walking down Grafton Street, or, you know, Craft Street, wherever, down from your flat in Ratmines, you go, oh, there's your man Jerry from Emotional Fish, and there's Liam O'Malley. And, there, you know, as an artist, you knew them all, yep. and we were all in the house together, in the yep. public house and all yep. the rest. And it was one big Irish town, you know? Yeah. And then the advent of easy jazz and, and drying air, and you had all these stag parties coming into Dublin in the, you know, the, the kind of early 90s. And I noticed the progression over time. And then obviously you had all the multinational corporations coming in. But the thing is, when I was doing my computer science degree in DIT in Kevin's I was commuting from my hometown, Kildare Town, and I used to say to, you know, the the ticket, uh, the guy in the railway station, Kildare Town, just like Bangladesh, there's no seats, I might as well sit on top of the train, you know. And the thing is, I think what you have to take into context is, I think in terms of the Irish government and even Dublin Corporation, the... The the, the the sort of structural growth, to use an anthropology word, but the, the growth of the economy, the, the, the sort of infrastructure is not in line and in parallel. In Dublin, and you're I, saying that it was a great place to be before the Celtic Tiger when everything just kind of exploded, is it? Saying it? It's even a great place now, but what I'm, the point I'm really making, and I'll go back to the stench, okay, that that woman was talking about. The but smell of urine on Abbey Street. on Dublin, I think, you know, I mean, 
Dublin now has a huge hinterland. There's people commuting from Cavan and Carlow every day, right? That's a huge issue you have to take to consideration. Oh, I know that, but we're not hugely preoccupied with that aspect of well, the conversation I, I in Cork. In I lived in Wales for 10 years and I came back and I said, I'm going to go and live in my favourite county, Cork. And I went up to Dublin and I hadn't been in it for 15 years and I had this kind of sensorial objectivity. You know, I hadn't been in People habitually going about Dublin every day. Can't get the old Luke Kelly dirty out. It had changed. You see, your signal is going now because you're heading further oh, west. Sorry. Um, no, well, you you went back and you stood in College Green and you got an well, awful... And, and I really thought that the, the, the smell was awful and that was 10 years ago. Right. So, you know, I mean, I think like, you know, that's the same pop release itself. I think Luke Kelly was always telling Richard. All right. I'm losing you. I'm losing you. I'm losing you, Stephen. Sorry. But I think what, what the interesting aspect of the conversation for me is that the Dublin town, the old Dublin, the Dublin you knew and, and loved is gone. Anyway, sorry about that. We got as much as we could. He's heading further west and sometimes the signal starts to break. Uh, lines open at one eight fifty one zero four one zero six. You can text 0868104106. Um, okay. I was going to do a, a batch of shoutouts, but I'll hold on a second because this is an ever-evolving story, the story of Tyler and Alex, who turned 10 at the weekend. And as I speak, Patrick Horgan is buying a birthday card, delivering it here and signing it for Tyler because he is absolutely obsessed with uh, Patrick Horgan uh, from the Glen. And his mam, Deborah, who sent me the original email and the photographs, joins me by phone. Deborah, good morning. Hi, how are you, Lee? I'm good. Are you up in tip? You're in Tipperary? I am, yeah, I'm up in Carrick and Torrent Tip. Okay, so great, great news. Things are happening. It's bubbling away nicely. Coming to the boil. I heard, I heard. <laughs> I've been all texting me from Cork. <laughs> <laughs> They're texting you in exile, are they? Oh, they are. I, 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 I'm trying to listen to you on the radio and they're all texting me and uh, messaging me on Facebook and the whole. <laughs> and did you marry a tip man, is it? I did, I married a tip man. Yeah, and did you did. flip a coin then as to where you were going to live and you lost? Well, I had to live up here, you see, because he's a farmer, so I had no choice. Oh, you couldn't move the farm across the border. <laughs> so so yeah. I hear tell that Alex is a tip fan and Tyler's a cork Tyler. fan. Yeah. Tyler's a cork fan, yeah. Yeah, they're obsessed with two of them now with tip and cork. All red and blue in my house. If it's not, it has to be red for cork and it has to be blue for Tyler. Oh my God. Oh, oh my God. God almighty tonight, it's unreal. So here's where we're at. Um, Patrick Horgan from the Glen and from Cork is uh, buying the birthday card. He's going to deliver it here, signed with a little message for Tyler. Oh um, my God. And a woman called Siobhan wants to drive right. up to tip with the card so that You're it'll get there. Serious. So that it'll get there in time for the birthday. Ah, stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, God love him. You're after him. You do not realise he's so quiet and he's very shy. But by God, when he talks about Cork, he just changes. His eyes light up like I he's see it. He's big beaming smile on him with the gear yeah, on. No, he's with obsessed. The... He got the new. Um, I got the new kit there now for his birthday as well. They both got a new kit, so can't wait to wear it now tomorrow for the party. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. So it's going to work oh, out. God. It's going to get there. It's going to be a big surprise. Is he handy at the hurling? Oh, they're good, I tell you. They're very good, actually. Very good. I'd say they might be on the telly in a few years. But who will they be playing for if they're stuck in tip? Oh, no, Cork said he's moving. Or Tyler said he's moving to Cork. <laughs> so he can play for Cork. When is, he, when is he's 10 now? When, when will you allow him to move? 
I know, I don't know. He won't, I go, you won't leave your twin or you can't leave her. Alex, you won't survive without him at all. He said, I'm moving to Cork because I have to play for the Cork, uh, for the Cork um, team. Oh my, wouldn't it be great for him to meet Patrick Horgan at some stage? Oh my God, you'd, I, I'd say now he'd die off if he saw him. He'd oh. absolutely, he, I told him the other day of messing that I'm his cousin, play garden with him, and he said, oh ma'am, ma'am, bring me down, we have to knock on his door, we have to, we have to. Oh my God. <laughs> Poor child, because his brother he got all the autographs because we're up this direction so it it's easy for him he's in the same county yeah, as his team yeah exactly yeah. it's easy but for him poor Tyler got no autographs God love him so what, what have you market. planned what have you planned for the lads tomorrow anything interesting well, we've a bounce castle here now just after arriving because um, I have four boys so they're all there and now on to kill each other he do not know what's going on here I'm talking oh, stay, stay stumped tell him nothing him. tell him nothing no I won't tell him a thing and um, yeah just a um, bit of food and then party because we moved into a new house as well a few weeks ago so we're kind of celebrating that as well so. Ah right yeah. so you have a double yeah. whammy birthday every year for the two of them so a big birthday cake and Rice crispy Cakes okay. I hope Oh well I'm sure someone will make them now someone will have to bring them I'm sure you'll have to standard isn't it? Standard in Cork anyway <laughs> <laughs> They're about the only thing I can make Neil <laughs> You and me both babe you and me both Hang on a second Jude Hi Neil, how are you? Um, you want to bring the card up as well, do you? Yeah, I'll be, I'll, well I'll be going up through, to Limerick tomorrow so I can pass it, I'm going through, I go by Care and Tipperary, so... Oh I yeah. My way. Where are oh you, Deborah? did you say? Where in Tipperary? I'm in Carrick and Shore, Ballyneal Carrick and Shore, so I'm just, um, I'm about 15 minutes away from Clamel. Would that work okay. for you, Jude? Um, I can I can make it work, yeah. Well, you can meet you can meet in Clonmel, can't you? We could, we could. Well, okay. uh, well, the party. What time? Why the party starting at three? So, oh, what time would you think? There, I'll probably be up around there around eleven. Oh, this 11, is so. great. This is going to work. I'm going to swap numbers yeah, with you guys. All right, Deborah will swap with Thank Jude, you so and you can you can work so, it out so between much. you. All right, and come back to yeah. me with a photograph if you can over the weekend with Tyler oh, and and will. Alex. So thanks so much. All right, guys. Okay, cheers. Bye, okay, bye, bye for bye. now. Thank you, Jude. So appreciate it, uh, and well done, Deborah, for picking up the phone. Delighted. That's great. <laughs> that's just a life changing thing for a ten year old. I mean, that's a memory he'll have all of his life. I wonder will he ever know how much effort went into making it happen. <laughs> this is the Neil Prenderville Show. Tweet the show at Neil Red FM. 104 to 106 Red FM. Free Food Friday, courtesy yourselves in Oak Fire Pizza, Real Wood Fire Pizza, Douglas Clonakilty, Bandon, Princess Street, and Galabi Street. Some more shout outs. This is going to be tough, all right? This is going to be hard. James Kelly and Associates of the Southling Business Park said Italia per il primio. La pizza sarebbe così bueno for the amazing hard-working staff at James Kelly Associates. A little bit of Italian for you. Guard Engineering in Middleton, Medigroup GP Practice. Everybody listening at TK Maxx in Douglas. Morning to Sub-Zero Cryotherapy in the Grand Parade. Jose's Hair Salon in Blarney. Atkins Parts and Distribution in Ballycarine. Come on, Neil. We've been texting for two years. Never got pizza. Barter's Travel Net in the Old Market and Bandon are listening. I'm English. I've been living here 20 years. I've been slagged for every tournament England fail in. I'm texting for pizza. Help. Um, no name. 
an anonymous English person. VMware, working from home. Brothers of Charity, Day Service, Megan and all of the staff. Con Shop and Gronenbrauer brought her listen all the time. Morning to Con and all the gang. Horgan's Garage in Kerry Pike. Ashgrove Recycling and Churchfield. Riverview Vets, Carrigaline. MMD Construction at the airport. Massey Ferguson, remember if she's not red, leave her in the shed. Little Island Transport in Tivoli. Cork English College at Camden Quay. Cork Distribution in Little Island. Uh, Tiles are us in the Sunbeam. Who else have I got? Uh, please uh, make the departure of our amazing receptionist, Karen. It's her last day today from the staff of the Sunflower Clinic on the Tremor Road. Unified Global Packaging and Carrick Tool and just one or two more. Chair Artistry of Hair on George's Key and Kilhan Seafoods on the Kinsale Road. Keep those shout-outs coming. Text who you are and where you are to 086 8104 I'm Rory. And I'm Valerie. And you can join us for the very best in local, national and international sport every weekend on the Big Red Bench. That's the Big Red Bench every Saturday and Sunday from 6 on Cork's Red FM. You're listening to the Emerald Award-winning Music Station of the Year, Cork's Red FM. And it's a fifth and final giveaway in association with Maldron Hotels. You can book your dream escape at maldronhotels.com. Okay, plan your dream escape and off you go. We've done Wexford, we've done Oran Moor, we've done Sandy Road in Galway, we've done Port Leash, and today it's the Maldron Hotel, Newlands Cross in Dublin. So a weekend or a midweek break in Dublin, two nights bed and breakfast for two people. So these three songs, they're all kind of travel and holiday and sunshine and outdoor related. Don't call just yet but when I open the phone lines I need the artists and titles in the right order. Okay, here's another listen. As long as skies are blue Watching the waves roll off the rocks on a Friday night Okay, so in about 40 minutes time I'll open the phone lines. We'll take caller 10 with the correct answers. Thank you so much. I had a chap on the air during the week whose name escapes me right now and he sent me a list of all of the apprenticeships um, to the end of May 2021. So these are the different apprenticeships and all of the different people who are working in apprenticeships as we speak. He also sent me on the monthly price increases for all the building suppliers. Apparently they update Building suppliers update all of their customers on a regular basis and they tell them about the increases that are coming up, like construction timber um, and uh, softwood and machined timber and insulation and uh, redwood and MDF products and plywood and all sorts of stuff. And it's amazing. You'd look at the prices that you've been quoted now to build a house, for instance, and the builders, um, you know, being caught because prices are going up and they wonder what can they pass them on to the person who's building or buying the house or an extension or work being done in the house. Like, for instance, on the 1st of July, there was an increase. On the 19th of July, there was an increase. Um, and, and they go on and on with all of the different increases, sometimes by 10%. Like MDF products, for instance, on the 19th of July went up by 40%. I don't know what OSB products are, something to do with building. But they went up by 50%, for instance. Those are the kind of things that people in construction have to deal with right now. The cost of raw materials going up. But what I, do, what I want to do at some stage <coughs> is to break down all of the different people who are doing apprenticeships at the moment in Ireland. Um, and I'll come back to them. Might be today, maybe not. But the breakdown is amazing. It tells you all of the different apprentices and the courses they're doing and how many of them are male and how many of them are female. All right. So all of that and the breakdown. Across Ireland right now, there are 20,537 apprentices. 20,537 of them. So it's a fantastic breakdown and I want to come back to them all. Okay, one eight fifty one zero four one zero six. Lots of emails, texts and calls. But we'll stick to the calls for now. Stephen, good morning. Hi, Neil. Are you in the middle of a challenge at the moment, a 26-hour challenge? I, I'm about two hours into it. I left my house 
in Frankfield at ten o'clock this morning. And so the idea is the to, and the idea is to do what? Um, during the lockdown, I was kind of a bit stir crazy, and I kind of said, "Look, the minute this breaks down, I want to kind of just see the country if I can." But I didn't have any plan as to how to do it, so I decided I'd pick randomly. I'd, I'd assign a number to each one of the twenty-six counties, or thirty-two, depending which way you want to do it. I'd pick the twenty-six. Um, so I would the week I was going to go away, I would do a random number generator on my phone, and whatever number popped up, that was the county I'd go to. And then I'd go in and I'd randomly again pick the top 10 attractions in the county uh, and I'd do a random selection and get the top, whichever number. And then I'd pick a hotel in the county and I'd kind of stay at that as well. So I'm in the middle of a journey now to Mayo to climb Croke Patrick and I'm staying in a place called the Cluny, I think it's a Cluny B&B. <laughs> and will you stay in Mayo for 26 hours? No, I'll stay in Mayo overnight, but the challenge is I have to be back home in 26 hours, so I have to be home before 10 o'clock tomorrow. <laughs> so 26 counties, uh, 26 hour challenges, um, and the first up was Mayo to climb yeah. Croke Patrick and back to Cork sometime tomorrow morning within the 26 hours. I have to be back before 10 o'clock tomorrow, yeah. Okay. And will you do another one? I think so. Yeah, I think um, I'll either do one myself or I'll... I'll do it as a surprise for somebody, like maybe my wife or my kids or something like that, or a friend. It's a, I'm kind of thinking that it might be a bad idea as a present for somebody if you want to do something quirky to kind of bring them to the house, say, bring your overnight bag, and uh, I don't know where you're going, but I'll tell you, and then kind of literally pick the county and pick the hotel and send them off there, you know? So did you actually write down the 26 counties and put them into a hat or something and draw one out? Yeah. I just Google search random number selector, so I wrote the numbers down on a bit of paper, and then in the in the phone, literally in the the website, you can just literally hit a button, and it'll you know you'll choose the numbers that you want to be between one and twenty six. And were so you happy with Mayo? Uh, the first thing that dawned on me was it was a four hour journey. That's right. I was just going to ask hours. you. You could have picked somewhere yeah. closer, like like yeah, Waterford. Was, well, you see, I never would have gone to Mayo. That's the thing. I mean, if I was choosing a twenty four hour break, the idea of going to Mayo to climb a mountain wouldn't have been on my list. <laughs> so that's the fun about it. You know, it's kind of a bit of a God knows that could be the next time. It could be, or it could be Cork. You I know think, I mean? it, I you know picked. something, I think it's a great idea and it's important to put you on the air because maybe people might decide to do something like that, just a random act like that for a weekend break. Draw the county. And you, yeah, and you can, you can do a budget. You can do a random selective accommodation under 50 euros or campsites or whatever. So, you can, I mean, it can fit any kind of budget. I mean, when I did the hotels initially, there was two hotels at a cost of 350 euros a night. Now I didn't take them out, but I was thankful the numbers didn't stop there. For God's was, uh, sake, that must have been yeah. that must have been Ashford Castle or something, was it? It was. It, it, um, was it Ashford? I think Ashford might have been one of them. And there's some other place I think called Castle Court that was two hundred and something. You know. And you know, it's only fair to say that every single one of the counties in Ireland probably have their attractions and reasons to visit, don't they? If you look hard enough. Well, they do, and I was kind of doing a practice run a few weeks back, and there were some. Some quirky one that you're hoping you'd miss out, like going to a pirate's castle in Cavan or something. Did you like want that. to miss out on Cavan? Is that you wanted to stay away from no. the Midlands? No, actually, I'd love to go to Cavan. I've been there years ago, but I've, I've, a lot of the counties I'd, I wouldn't mind going to, but I never found the reason to go there. But all of a sudden, the random number generator, you know, if it's, if it's Donegal, it's Donegal. If it's going to a kid, I think it's or, brilliant. I think it's terrific. Yeah. It's a bit of crack. It, you're flying solo this weekend. 
Oh, my wife wanted nothing to do with it. I say she's actually listening to the show right now, cringing. But uh, you have yeah, a, you have a few bob in your pocket. Okay, so it'd be good to talk on Monday to see how you got on with Croke Patrick and all the rest of it. <laughs> I'd be very happy to fill you in and, and, and hopefully I'll make it back in one piece. All right, my man. Well, safe driving. Have a great weekend. Talk Monday. Cheers, Stephen. Hey, Tony. All, the, all best. the best. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now. 1850 104 106. Red FM. Well, lads, the uh, birthday card has arrived. Patrick Horgan, Hoggy, uh, arrived with the card. Beautiful sealed and everything and would you believe it a signed slitter as well to Tyler happy birthday and best wishes Patrick Horgan it's a beaut it's an official slitter too have it here in front of me so the slitter and the card will now travel with Jude to get to tip in time tomorrow for Tyler's birthday result Deborah was back to me she says thanks so much for sorting the card the Glen Rovers were on to me she says and they're going to organise a meet and greet for Tyler to meet Patrick their messenger was down, and that's why I didn't hear back from them. So he'll be absolutely weak now again. Thanks to all of you. I really appreciate it. It's a lovely thing to be able to do, and it's a fantastic thing to do on a Friday. You know, that kind of good Friday feeling for the weekend. So great. So a meet and greet organized when that's possible to do it. Um, <laughs> you never know. You never know. Tyler could grow up and play for Glen Rovers. Could play for Cork. We'll come back to it in another five or six, maybe seven years, and we will see. So all that's done, well and truly sorted. We were talking about apprenticeships during the week. We were talking about the cost of call-outs. We were talking about people not taking on new jobs and not returning calls or saying they're going to call to price a job and not doing it. Interesting text on this. It's all very well for glorified paintbrushers which is rather a disrespectful way to refer to painters and decorators. They haven't a clue about plumbing. I'm a plumber. This was a story that we had during the week about the cost to put in an ensuite. I think it was something like two grand. Very basic ensuite. I'm a plumber. You're not factoring in moving pipes around to suit the new wear. The extra material involved. Hanging shower doors. Installing the shower unit itself unless they don't want shower doors and want water to flood the bathroom. And it can't be done in one day, as the pipes need to be moved before the tiling is complete. 2000 is a bit much, but it's not miles off the mark. And just on the subject then of uh, stuff like that, Heine, we have a garage in the city. We've been looking for a mechanic for the last year and a half. Not even a call do we get. No one is going into the trade anymore, unfortunately. I'll break down all of the different trades. and Maybe I'll come back to it on Monday and do it then because it would take too long right now. But there are a lot of other ones like that on that subject and lots more besides with regards to, I think, I think apprentice, apprentices have to do an extra year, somebody was saying to me. That seems very unfair because of all of the covid stuff that's going on at the moment. And that they had an extra year added on. I saw a text on that coming in. Uh, one of the days during the week so I will come back to all of that but I want to get back to the phone lines uh, big game this weekend um, men's final women's final at Wimbledon no just joking we are of course talking about the England-Italy match David good morning good morning Neil. Who, will you, who will you be supporting incidentally um, well I tell you my daughter my daughter is in a buster with a buster like with a, a number of her friends and I think she drew Italy in the buster so I think there's a hundred euro for, euro for prize for the winner. So um, I hope that Italy wins in that case. Italy. Uh, yeah, I'll, yeah. Well, if if, they, if if Italy wins, my daughter would win a hundred euro. So let's say your daughter wasn't in a buster and there wasn't a hundred euro. Well, Who? Um, well, I could answer that two ways. If England wins, we probably never hear the end of it for the next fifty years. 
But having said that, like, I mean, most sports or soccer fans in Ireland follow a premiership team in England. And, you know, they're, they're watching them on Sky Sports every week, six months of the year. So, you know, if England win, right, at least you no, won't I, have to, at least you won't be listening to it's coming home, it's coming home anymore. But I, but I, I actually, if you ask me for a prediction, I actually, for I just had this gut feeling England will win it because... They have a very strong bench. They have right. great players come off okay. the bench. Okay, so, okay. so we, we won't dissect just the teams right like that. Before you start that, your second ask caller, they were talking about the Sky Sports. There were three games on television last Saturday in the in the holding championship. Dublin and Galway was on at 1 o'clock. Tikini and Wexford at 4 o'clock. Cockney and Rick at 7 o'clock. The three games were on Sky Sports. Yeah, I know. He said, three yeah, games. Yeah. No, I mean... Like, you, have, you have elderly people there in their seventies and eighties that played holding when they were children in Wexford and Kilkenny and Galway and Cork, and and they're now retired. Uh, uh, but whose fault can, is it? Like, did, is it not the GAA's fault for selling the rights to Sky? Yeah, I know. Yeah, yes, right. You're right. So, like, it's a um, it, it's a shame that you can't watch uh, you can't watch um, your county uh, playing a major match. RT, like it's okay. A standard question: Do you pay? Do you pay your TV license? I do. I pay it every year. I've always paid it. Okay. All right. I think that I, if you, I, I think that if you've never ever ever paid it in your life, you have a good chance I, of getting away with it. But if you've ever paid it, they have your well, details. I, I think if you didn't pay it, need if you don't pay it. Would you eventually be brought to court? Would you? I presume. You see, the thing is, if you never have paid it ever, 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 and he never ever paid it. And he's never been brought to court. Whereas I've paid it every year, but once I've forgotten, I was about three minutes, three months late. And this guy called, he was a lovely guy, really nice guy. Um, he called to the door saying, yeah. you didn't pay, you've got, what he basically was saying was, you have 10 days to pay it or we're taking you to court. You see, um, so maybe if I never ever in my entire life paid it, sure they wouldn't know who I was. Well, the fact that you could also make another case for like, what's good value for money, people buy the Echo six nights a week and that, that'll cost you about 700 euros a year just to read the Echo and, uh, and most people don't even read it for they just read, skip through it and throw it away. Whereas the television is costing you... Yeah, yeah, I mean, but you, yeah, we need the Echo. We need the tradition of the Echo, yeah, I mean, you know? You get the Echo at the same time. <laughs> read, you could read somebody else's Echo, I suppose, for free, maybe. Have one Echo I, I, for the I, I, whole terrace. I one other point, about the, and the GA before... The first cousin of mine was up at his wedding in Kilkenny last Saturday in Castle Colmer. And they were watching, they were having, I presume it was outdoors now. It could have been indoors, I'm not 100% certain. They were, the Kilkenny and Wexford game was on television and they had six televisions. Six. And the Kilkenny game was on, on the whole, uh, on the six televisions. So someone asked this one of the staff, would they put on the, um, the Denmark game in the soccer? And they were told the management... That's what the management wants. They want Kilkenny game on. Oh. On the sixth television. Were you in were they in Kilkenny? They were, yeah. They were in Castle Coleman at a wedding. So how can you watch two different games with the one skybox? You can't, I suppose. Well no, no, you can do that. So I mean you you couldn't any bar and cocktails or before the pandemic and you can watch five different sports and, and five different televisions. And what about okay, fair enough. Covered a lot of ground. Oh, yeah, Didn't know that. Yeah, but the point you're making is But I, I know, want to know, are you going to be singing the Italian national anthem on Sunday night? You don't uh, even. If I, Neil, if I knew it, I would. Um, I'll tell you why now. The national anthems are very important. I, I'm watching them for years, like in rugby, World Cups, and in soccer. 
England played in the European Championship four years ago against Finland. And the Finnish team completely um, outsang the English team international anthem. Now, England, Finland hadn't a chance to win that game, but Finland won the game. I've seen um, in rugby World Cups, like, like the, the Fiji Islands and t- the Tongans absolutely busting their lungs singing international anthem, and the other team couldn't be bothered singing it, and they've called up this and they've won. So, I so the louder the, you sing the national anthem, the more chances you have of winning the game, is that? Well, but you'll be more up for the game if you look at the player. In, like the hacker, yeah, yeah. We, we should do, we should, we should do river dance then, up against the hacker, maybe. Well, well, the, the, the Italian team the other night against um, in the semi final, um, especially the captain Cialini. Like even to look at him, you'll be afraid of him. Uh, uh, but he actually, his eyes were busting out of his head, singing it like <laughs> other players looking up to the sky, and you see the veins in the neck ready to burst, and then it comes over to the other team. And three or four couldn't be bothered singing. Five or six so the Italians are like gladiators in the Coliseum, is it? Yeah, the Danes seem to have more passion. In can you sing? Can you sing the? Can you sing the Irish national anthem? I, I, I was just about to ask you. Can you sing it? Bits of it. Can you sing it? Are you? Are you good? You're, I know you're a good singer. Like, but like somebody would just. Thank you for saying I'm a good singer because I was abused this morning at ten past nine on a Friday morning as being atrocious. Well, but that was the singing. Well, that was singing in Italian. I've sent them. I've sent them. I've actually sent. I'm sending Imaranda and Brenda off to um, to Hickey's on uh, Mailer Street in a minute to get the bubble for the spirit level. And I'm going to ask them if they, would you ever mind picking me up um, a ladder for a skirting board as well, Brenda? When you're at it, will you get me? Just ask for a ladder <laughs> for a skirting. Board. I, I, and you can, I sure you can get a. You can get tell them to get a glass hammer as well. And it, <laughs> They're not impressed. They're just not impressed. <laughs> Gotta go. Have a good weekend. Gotta go. Gotta have a good weekend. Cheers. Take care. Dan, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I dodged a bullet there in the national anthem, didn't I? Oh, but I think there wanted to be no one made up, actually. No, seriously. I probably could go 60, 70, maybe 75% of the national anthem, but it's a, it's a disgrace that I couldn't actually say right now that I could sing it start to finish. Well, you'll have to go back to school. Not to think, I'll have to learn it. Anyway, on the television license, go ahead. Well, as an Irish citizen, like, and, 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 and my, my human rights has been taken away. Why? Because I'm paying my television license. So and how dare the, how, how, how the, how the government deny the Irish people their rights to, to watch the sports? Um, I'm just wondering, whose fault is it, though, if Sky outbid, and they've got much deeper pockets, far forbid for me to, to defend RTE in this... Uh, yeah, but, but why, 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 what's, that? what's the government getting over? Or RT getting over it? They get the license you know? fee. All of it. We have to, there you go, I'm paying my license. And I can't watch it. So there's something wrong somewhere. <laughs> so stop paying your license. Which is why I'm only just one individual. You stop paying it, you'll get a guy or a gal calling to your door. You will like, they'll have a clipboard and everything. They'll have all your details and they'll give you 10 days to cop yourself oh, on yeah. or they'll take you to court. Well, and, and then the nick. And then the nick, you know? apparently. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, as for the match coming up anyway, I say, no, Italy will dismantle them in the first half. There won't be any extra time or penalties in this match coming up. Yeah, I, I kind of I got annoyed actually when I heard that um, the English fans were booing the Danish national anthem. Oh, That's Jesus, not sport. That was, a, that, was a, that was a disgrace. I mean to say that was a, I, I, I'm cheating on top of it. 
Ah, yeah, but the Italians are well able to dive, you know. Spanish oh, are well able to dive, you know. They'll dive all when the ball goes in the back of the niche. Okay, let me do some text on this anyway. Uh, with regards to his human rights, he feels his human rights have been taken away because he can't watch uh, more GA hurling of football and what have you. Um, oh, that's interesting. Do, do you want to clarify something there regarding the spirit and the, the, the bubble and the spirit level? Sorry, because I want to be fair to everybody. You should be fair, yeah. I won't be going off getting elbow grease either. And just to clarify, <coughs> we thought you were asking where we would buy the spirit level and then you started going on about the bubble and I was saying, yeah, we'd buy it in... Cork Builders Providers I thought you were losing your marbles which often happens so that's you why you are I didn't. so <laughs> digging a hole now <laughs> what do you think <laughs> she's I'm, I'm actually mortified for the two of you I'm mortified for you we're going over to your gaff now and we're <laughs> doing a refurbishment alright we're going to come back and be delighted with it so, I, now, so now you're saying to me that you always knew that I was just taking the mic I didn't know where you were going with it like I know what it's, come here I was I was assembling Mexican pine wardrobes when I was about four did you so use like, the spirit level I know level? how to build stuff hmm? did you use the spirit level no no clearly no. not <laughs> probably dodgy wardrobes all over Valencolic <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I really did. I, I look, come here. At the, you know, I'm, I'm, I put my hands up. I, you know, with the best of them. But I do know that the bubble is already in the spirit level. Like, you wouldn't. I just didn't know where you were going with it, right? So I don't want to be seen to be really stupid here. I bet you we built. Do you know what? We should call his bluff and go and yeah. build a block, a lay a. We should. Yeah. Do you know what I'm thinking here? Do you know what I'm thinking here? The next it's time called he lay a line of blocks. Yeah, we should build a wall. The next time you he, get he asks when he's it. having trouble with the printer, who can't use the printer around here? We won't be printing anything from. from I admit. From I Monday admit on, to being right? Neanderthal. I, I have never ever pretended that I know anything about how to make those fucking printers work or photocopiers. Uh, and I understand that I'm not all that techie savvy with the software anymore. And, and you come to my aid all of the time. Yeah, when you want your Instagram to know and sharing stuff and how, <laughs> how do I do put do up that? this and how do I do this and which one is the story and what's the great and everything. I was going to say coming from What's the, the difference between a story and a post? Yeah, what's, what's this one? Is that the 24 hour thing? My favourite, my favourite is Neil will take a screen grab of a tweet oh, that he yeah. likes and send it into our yes. WhatsApp for us to tweet yes. it instead of just pressing retweet yeah. himself. <laughs> I yeah. do not. I send, I take a screen grab of it to send it to you so we can print it. I don't know about that. Mm, well, why no. don't you retweet it then? Because anytime I go in, it's not retweeted. <laughs> And I don't think that's true. Do you know what we should do? You should build a wall between these two (laughs) studios. (laughs) Do you ever see that Hitchcock movie? Was it Hitchcock? Which one was that? Where where he built a wall. No. This guy. I don't know. And he bricked in, he bricked in his wife's lover. Oh God. What he did catch in the house. Right. Brick by brick by brick. That's fantastic. Did he have a spirit level? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we'll, we'll come back to this. I think Mulcahy did a wind-up, actually, involving spirit levels, involving glass hammers, involving elbow grease, involving um, uh, stairs for um, skirting boards. The whole lot, it was very funny. Lots coming in on um, the English-Italy game. It is an English final in this household, as the hubby is English. If I hear football coming home once more, he's 53 watching England, 45 years trying to get into a final, the misfortune. So it's fierce excitement from. Morning, England missed so many chances to score in the second half. They were clearly the better team. And true, Denmark looked knackered. Keith says anyone who thought that was a penalty should be watching Love Island, not football. (laughs) 
<laughs> one or two more I know football soccer is not your sport however I'm absolutely annoyed at what happened at the game I've been watching football 40 years what Sterling did was cheating he absolutely dived but the modern player is always looking for contact in and around the box these type of players are turning me off the game I would never support England as a national team that text you read out what your man talking about referee bottled it well said Seamus on the radio says Colin how is it most of us follow an English football team yet when it comes to the English national squad we will support anyone other than England He's my, that's my take on it if it wasn't for the few hooligans that seem to follow the English team maybe Irish people would support them but one thing that always comes to my mind is when I'm asked how do you support Liverpool and you support the English national squad do you remember the night we played England I think it was in Lansdowne Road at the time the English fans were on the upper tier of the stadium they ripped up the seating threw it on top of the Irish supporters a memory that will always stand in my mind was a man who was there with his young son the fear in his father's eyes and the fear in his son's eyes I'm still not able to support their national team but yet I can still and will continue to support Liverpool thank you for all those lines open at 1850-104-106 back after the break The Neil Prendival Show on Cork's Red FM our phone lines remain open after midday 1850-104-106 you know something actually Brenda Denny is absolutely right nobody ever asks me for help with anything around here it's always the other way around apparently I'm the one that's always looking for help the poor God help us anyway back to the phone lines we go 1850-104-106 we have Kathleen Wolf beautiful story love this one Kathleen good morning good morning Neil Kathleen are, are, are you? you the Kathleen Wolf that was local county councillor down east community uh, worker the, down east yeah the local council the, uh, the, yeah I was the Kathleen Wolf yeah. for years working away yeah, there doing years, your bit I was for 25 years in the council ah yeah I thought I yeah. recognised your face so yeah, lovely lovely yeah. to catch up with you it's been a long long time so yourself and Josie and Pat and Bridie and your other sister-in-law and other Bridie were all sitting around the kitchen table one day and came up with a plan is it yeah, well, uh, they were down visiting me. You know my sister, Bridie O'Halloran. I do. And uh, she brings these people down to visit me, and Josie is my friend here. And uh, we were sitting around, and I, I, every week I was writing this letter to the Queen, and we were talking about what a lovely woman she was. And... Uh, I said, you know, I've, I've my mind made up. I should have written to her, and they said, and why don't you write to her? Mm-hmm. Because we and if you write to her, we were they were all praising her, and we want to be included as well. So and what I, were they so saying? I, kind of what kind of praise for? Praise that Elizabeth. she was a very very good woman, and of course my my idea was when she came to Cork that time and made herself so available and different things but I she did seem very genuine in Cork didn't she particularly she in the did, English market she did yeah. and uh, she's such a, like she has gone through a lot yeah. you know yeah, yeah. and yeah. Uh, then her husband you know they were very happy I'd say you know as, as happy as anyone can be like yeah. Yeah. and uh, I think myself that uh, she was just uh, a very nice woman. So uh, we we were talking about it. So this I I wrote the letter, and I told her that I named the friends that were here. Have you got it I, there? Can you read it out, or do you have it handy? The letter that you sent to her. I didn't. I okay. didn't even keep a copy. I I ha- well I have it. 
<laughs> Your Majesty, thank you for all you have done. I'm sitting here tonight with a few senior citizens talking about all of the work you have done for Cork and Ireland when you visited. I want to express my heartfelt condolences that would be on the loss of Philip. The ladies that are here tonight would not write, but they are of similar voice. It was wonderful to see yourself and Prince Philip, who have done the rounds for the past number of years. It was a big thing for both of you to come to Ireland. Please accept our heartfelt sympathy and hopefully you will come to terms with the Duke's passing. I know you have a very strong family and grandchildren for support. And then I suppose you all signed it then, did you? Yeah, well, uh, no. It was the next day I wrote it. I just gave their names, you know. Okay. And she, she, uh, when she, when she contacted me, she contacted um, uh, Kay and um, my husband, of course, Wolf, and uh, and her senior citizens, friends. I don't have the response. What do, What did she say? She just said, uh, "Well, I, I better get the." Yeah. The, the thing she she was very you know it was short and sweet but it was so lovely to send the picture of him it was a mortuary card you know okay. a big one yeah and uh, I Seamus uh, Wheel Hino took a photo of the mortuary card as well and uh, it, uh, he was stunned like that uh, and People were stunned the fact she wrote back because I certainly wasn't sure whether she was going to write back to me or not. I know what you're saying, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. can you imagine the amount of mail they must get every day? That's right, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, another thing, you see, we were talking about the funeral and we thought that some, surely some member of the family should have sat with her. At that funeral, you know, wasn't it about because, distancing? Uh, no, because um, you know, maybe the protocol that they sit on their own. You thought that that was yeah, that was sad to see her all right, kind of almost like isolated, wasn't it? And I tell you what, she says no, Buck- Buckingham Palace. I send you my sincere thanks for your kind words of sympathy on the death of my husband, Elizabeth R. She signs it. And a beautiful photo of himself, if you can call him beautiful, but he he looks so well. And uh, on the front of it is in memory of His Royal Highness Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh, 1921 to 2021. And it's a huge mortuary card. It's like a, it's oh, like it's like a restaurant menu in size. <laughs> huge exactly. photograph. And you know my sister Bridie, uh, I think she often contacts you there, but my sister Bridie said, Kathleen, if you, oh, oh yeah, I just my son was here at the time and he sent photograph of it to all to all the Bridies and Josie at that. Yeah. And uh, my sister said when she saw it, and she hasn't seen the main thing yet, but she she said, um, Kathleen, if by any chance you die before me, will you will me that, please? <laughs> so I thought of it, I will, because I couldn't see too well, many Well, not any time soon, like Prince Philip himself lived to be a hundred, so hopefully yeah. you'll outdo him. <laughs> God, I sincerely hope I will, you know, because, uh, you know, because the old COVID and all, you know. I know, I know, that, I know. It was, it was so special to get it. Now I get three cards every year from President uh, Higgins. One at Christmas, 
one at Easter and one for Patrick's Day. Well, fair play. And uh, he's a lovely man too, yeah, you yeah. know. I hear but, tell that you're going to do the same now with the Pope, is that right? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I think I will. Yeah, you know, because, uh, you know, he's a lovely man as well, like, you know. Go for but, it. A lot, a lot of people think that uh, that uh, that he is, and I certainly do. I know. So anyway, yeah. your mortuary card and the beautiful little note from the Queen is probably up in the mantelpiece now, is it? Oh, well, I have it here now in front of me while I'm speaking to you. I love it. I love and, it. Uh, Neil. Yeah. Uh, are you any relation of the the uh, Neil Prenderville? The uh, Misa Prenderville. She's my aunt. She's my father's sister. You're not serious. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. He I'm is. very friendly with Misa, and you see, my father, I don't want to be bringing politics in anything now, but my father was, uh, in, worked as a bus inspector, and he was very friendly with their father. And uh, w- uh, there was a Neil mm. Prenderville. Now, he, have you a son, Neil? No, Luke, but the my grandfather, who I never knew, because he died when my own father was quite young. He was Neil Prendival, and he was um, he was on the he was uh, I think he may have started out on the buses, became an inspector, then worked That's within right. CIE. So, oh, as, as they used that. to say, he was high up in CIE. That's how. Yeah, he was too. Yeah. That's how he knew Dad. Yeah, and uh, he's a man I never knew. Actually, I, I know very little about him. We never yeah. knew him. He oh, God, my father just doted on him. You know, he thought he was such a gentleman. There you so go. Now that's news. Well, me. there you have it. Now, there and you have also, it. And also, we'll say uh, nothing. We'll say nothing about Fine Gael, shall we? Won't we leave that for no, another no, day? I was, perse- I was persecuted with politics as a young fella. Oh yeah, De Valera and Michael Collins coming out each year. Yeah, <laughs> and you know something that. Uh, um, my uh, my father and uh, my family, you know, we were squeezed out of Fine Gael. And I'm still, I, I was still canvassing for the last election. I'm the member of the family that kept it up. And I intend to, please God. Absolutely. And I'm just wa- wa- a bit worried today now because the Dublin South Central by-election, I was hoping that... Um, that they'd get that, that, that they'd win that. But I don't know. I don't know. Uh, if I never, well, if nothing, it's an interest for you that you've kept up all your life. Oh, I love it. I love it. Some, I people love thrive, it. some people thrive on politics. They love elections. They love canvassing. They love yes, all the cut and thrust I of do it. I too, yes. Listen. And I wouldn't mind what? You know, sometimes you get nasty comments at the door. Wouldn't upset me in the least. I Good just walk on and say, Grant, you know that. Well, you're listen, rock it. on, and may you yeah. rock on for many more years, Kathleen. But I, I, yeah, but I'll have to go back to you about Prenderville, because there was a Neil Prenderville who went to the North Monastery uh, to school. Yeah, and. Dad, Dad was so friendly with uh, Mr. with Mr. Prenderville that um, he used to come to my mum, my mother, for dinner every day. And uh, Bridino would have remembered him when he was family. a young fellow, is it? Oh yeah, a young fellow going to the Northman when he started in the North Monastery, and he was a Neil Prenderville. How, and how long ago are we talking here now? How many years? Oh God, we're going back to Ypres. Well, how long? I've out of Cork. 
I wrote a Kirk like married for 63 years nearly and uh, before that uh, that would have been yeah that would have been my grandfather then what well, like I'd have to do the maths on it, but imagine he—he, yeah. he, I, I would think he died sometime in. Uh, I think he died sometime. No, maybe not. He died sometime in the forties. I would have thought maybe. So oh no! Oh it, no! No! It could no. have been an uncle of mine who's also a Neil. He claims to be the real Neil Prendival, but I can work. Oh, I can work. I bet you that's him. Yeah, he's the he, sailor. Always oh, well. He'd be related to um, me. If he uh, meet, uh, me, if he me. meet his brother. <laughs> Lisa's brother. <laughs> yeah, well, he'd be he'd be a handy man to eat a free dinner for sure. He would yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Listen, <laughs> listen. That's my that's my genealogical line. Now we leave it at that. All right. At that, yeah. And, uh, okay. Listen, it is just great talking to you. <laughs> I haven't spoken to you for years, right, and it's great. This was a very big occasion for myself and Bridie and the You're other lovely. Bridie. And I'm delighted and, she wrote back to you. You might get an invite for afternoon tea in Buck House, you'd never know. And if we do, I'll ask them if we bring you. Uh, <laughs> all right, take care, Kathleen. You're lovely. She's a dog. Anyway. Oh, I need to lie down now after that genealogical journey through my past. Uh, Rita! Yes, yeah, speaking. It's like, like ancestry.co.uk. Tell me about um, your granddaughters. Lily. Yeah, yeah, go my ahead. My granddaughter Lily, she's eight. And when she was watching the funeral on the television, she just felt, you know, sad because, you know, I'm, I'm her grandmother and she just felt if, if we were all that way, she'd be so sad. Because so she was sitting she, on her own, is it? Because she was sitting on her own and she said, um, who's going to rule the country with her? So. She took off and she, uh, a couple of days later, she wrote a letter. But, you know, to be honest, we just thought nothing of it. So How old is she? It. How old is she? She's eight. Eight, okay, thank you. And uh, she wrote the letter and sent it off and said she was so sorry and who would rule the country with her now and who would help her. And sure enough, we weren't laughing when she got the memorial card back. <laughs> and uh, she was delighted. So they obviously... They obviously respond to everybody that writes. They do. They must and have a huge staff. Life. Yeah, it was, um, she lives in uh, Terracuna in Cloyne, which they, you know, could be the Outer Hebrides of them. <laughs> but uh, no, came back County Cork, Ireland. I love it. And is, is she... So is she has. She's, she's, she loves it? Oh, she does. She has it, uh, she'll keep it for her souvenir box. Lovely stuff. I wonder if other people written. I'd love to develop this. Actually, have other people written to famous people and got a response? And if so, well, to whom? You know, probably at the time she said it, we didn't take any notice of her. But, yeah, yeah know, but I'm, I'm sure there's. I'm sure there's other people out there. We could even maybe try and come up with a prize to the best letter that they got a response to, or you know, maybe even in the world we live in now, an Instagram page they got yeah. onto. You know, might have been whomever. You know, no, it was an ordinary handwritten one, and she stuck her stamp on this and all. Uh, Lovely stuff. Great stuff. Thanks for that. Thank you, Rita. Well done to your granddaughter. Cheers for that, Pascal. Yo. I'm going to run out of time, so you've got a you've got a challenge for the for Emer and for Brenda. Is it? Yeah, tell them they can come in there and do some on the floor heat with us if they want. They can start off something simple. I'd say it'd be no bother to them. Does it involve? Yeah, does it involve? Does it involve pipes? It does. It does. If they're good at laying pipes, they'd be grand. Right. Um. And when would you like them to start work? 
Next week, next Wednesday, there we're doing a bit if they want to come in and do it. Okay, how just asking I'm the messenger in the middle, they're shouting in my ear. How much do you pay, they said? So they're surely paying us to come in for the experience, are they? No, no, they have no interest in that. They they heard during the week they can get a thousand euro a day laying blocks. They're only interested yeah, in laying true. blocks. There's no fit again that it's uh <laughs> Anyway, come in there and they can do a good day's work there. Do they? Can they get? Do they use? Do you guys use blow torches and all sorts of stuff like that to bend the pipes? And no, well, you wait if you were doing copper. Surely on the floor heating is all plastic right now. That's what I know. And would you give them a free spirit level and everything? We give them the bubble anyway. <laughs> all right, bye. <laughs> you don't have any tartan paint there, do you? We rainbow paint. <laughs> Next to the long stand. Go down there and ask him for a long stand. <laughs> oh my God. Thanks, Pascal. Cheers. I'll send him no down problem. to you Wednesday, so all right. Where are you? We're down blowing coals. All right, bye. Okay, take care. They probably want you to come and collect them. Anyway, lines open at one 104 106 The long stand, that was another one. People used to do that to fellas when they started jobs, you know, particularly young fellas and pre- apprentices and whatever. Final batch of shout-outs for Cork Cleaning Solutions and Money Gourney. Good morning to you all. This is a long one. Pizza from my grandson, Isaac. He was disappointed. He was supposed to be making his communion. It was cancelled. It would be great for himself and his brothers to celebrate. Riverview Vets in Balancholic. Cork Hygiene, Sarsfield Road. Uh, Dell in Balancholic. The CUMH Emergency Room. In particular, a wonderful lady called Helen, who looked after me yesterday. Focus Physio in Balancholic. The Weight Wellbeing Clinic. We would share the pizza with our clients. <laughs> I don't know if a pizza party would go down well at a weight well-being clinic. But anyway, it's not up to me to decide. Long Insulation, Argos and Mahan, Ashgrove Recycling in Toka. Uh, package, who's this? Packaging Cork and Paula Duff. Everybody who is at Ford Construction and Carpentry. The Cork Main Port. Working round the clock until five in the morning the past two weeks. Rebel Renovations in Watergrass Hill. Everybody, the guards and guard staff in Clonakilty Garda Station. All car, all care pharmacy in Wilton. And also pizza to share with the neighbours because it's one of the neighbours' son, Luke's birthday. And it was my daughter Lucy's yesterday. That's from Natasha Natasha in Clonakilty. So we'll pick those winners in a few minutes' time. One of the last bits of business is day five of our giveaways in association with Maldron Hotels. So this is uh, caller 10, please. Call it 10 1850 104 106. Artists and titles in the right order. As long as skies are blue. Watching the waves roll off the rocks on a Friday night. 1850 104 106. The Neil Prenderville Show on Twitter at Neil Red FM. A massive response to uh, the English, um, certainly the English Denmark, and now it would be the English Italy game. Uh, Liverpool fans don't support Everton, United don't support City. Why should we support England? I can guarantee you, if you listen to Talk Sport, they were delighted when Scotland and Wales got knocked out, and they would have been delighted if we got knocked out too, if we got into it. Why should we support them? Like, for instance, when Kerry are playing football, we don't support them unless they're playing Dublin. Uh, can't come on air, I'm English. I've been lived here for 25 years. I dread any event that takes place involving the English as it always ends up with debate how much the Irish dislike the English. I appreciate the history that's gone on over the years, but that was in the past. We really need to give it a break now. I can't be held responsible for what my ancestors did as an English person. We should be judged for things we do in our communities. I don't want to be compared to a lot of football hooligans either who don't show respect to others in their own country. Ireland is my home. It'll always be my home. I can't help where I was born. Another one, Neil, you can never ever mention Tom Barry again or any Irish Republican. 
How can any man support England, for God's sake? Give your head a shake, will you? I'm absolutely disgusted at the English bashing. I lived here 26 years, love the country, but very upset every time this happens. If Denmark had won a soft penalty, there would have been no problem. I don't agree with booing the national anthem, but finding every reason to bash, bash English with the vitriol I'm hearing is unacceptable. Thank you for being brave enough to say on radio that you would support England. She just called us animals. And that's just a selection. There's reams of them. I'm out of time for now, though. Just a little bit of housekeeping before I go. Philip Reardon is in Ballyvalan. He should be on line three. Philip, good morning. Morning, Neil. How are you? Okay, my man. No time for chatter. Let's just do this. The Malton Hotel, Newlands Cross, two nights bed and breakfast for two people. So I'll play these three songs. Artists and titles. Are you ready? Yep. Here we go. As long as skies are blue. Did you just say yeah? I said yes. <laughs> okay, so that that means that when I play them, shout out the names and the artists, okay? The songs and the oh, titles. Sorry. Okay, oh, sorry. Yeah, that's yeah, what you yeah. mean by yeah. Here we go. As long as skies are uh, Calvin Harris, uh, Summer, uh, Kid Rock, All Summer Long, and the Isley Brothers, Summer Breeze. You are spot on. Well done. We got there in the end. A weekend break for Thanks you in Dublin. Really. Enjoy it. I, I'm trying all week thanks very much well it paid off Philip well done in Ballyvalan you're well sorted courtesy of yourselves at MaldronHotels.com free food Friday winners thank you Mark Mark's done the draw to all of the gang at Styles and Gronobra who are working hard pizza for you guys the CUMH emergency room for free food Friday pizza for you as well and this one oh here we go again I need to hang on a second I need to do this first before I go get it right Italia per il premio La pizza sarebbe così bueno. I love The Godfather and Sopranos and all sorts of stuff. And a big messy bowl of bolognese. So that's for James Kelly Associates at the Southlink Business Park. Pizza for all of you guys, courtesy of ourselves in Oak Fire Pizza. Have a great weekend. I'll see you Monday. Thanks for listening to this Red FM podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and check out redextra.ie for more great Red FM content.